we got at that time, guys. <clears throat> Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Soul City. Uh, I am Griffin Gaming, RPG, and my apologies that we're getting dark today, but the Gremlins, this, I don't know, is it the Gremlins fast cart or is it the man? Which one is it that doesn't like us on Sunday nights? <laughs> Why can't we have both? <laughs> A little bit of both, okay. All right, well, anyway, guys, I'm Griffin Gaming, RPG, uh, and uh, we're going to be, uh, first of all, before I go any further, let me introduce my co-host. We have Fastcart up above me. Fastcart, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Right. You hi, literally, you literally. I'm also known. <laughs> I'm also known as FC. I'm on, I'm on a bunch of stuff. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> All right, great. And below me, we have the infamous and famous Unique from Test Squadron. Unique, give everybody a hi, man. Hola, como esta, everyone? Uh, I'm Unique also known as Akima Pliskin in the game, if you ever want to hook up and run with us. Thanks for having me, Griffin. Looking forward and, to this show. And, and of course, everyone knows how to spell Akima. What is it again? <laughs> They'll never be able to figure it out because you had to tell me how to spell it. <laughs> it's A-K-E-H-M-A. All right, so Akima. And, and for those of you who remember, we had Unique on the show a few weeks back. And one of the reasons why we bring him on is because he's a great resource because Unique is one of the original backers of Star Citizen. Yes, I mean original backers, like like at the very beginning backers, the one who got that. What was it? You guys got that like card, that black card. What did you guys get? We got a lot of stuff, but yeah, there's a black card that I don't think the issue anymore. Um, one day I'll pull it out for you if you really want to see it. Okay, yeah. So he's one of the privileged yeah, few. <laughs> what were you gonna say? They got the golden ticket. <clears throat> they got the golden ticket. I I have a black card, but that was from 2016. Yeah, but, um, <clears throat> the black card. Yeah, I've got the reissue like you do, fast card. I didn't get the original, so <clears throat> anyway. Oh, okay, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know that wasn't the, that wasn't the original. <laughs> I, I just got it. Well, I want to say. What did you say? What did you say? You need? I forgot all about the golden ticket. Oh yeah, yeah, that was back in the day, man. Well, listen, we want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. For all of you who are into Star Citizen, you have a mother at some point. So Happy Mother's Day to your mother. Uh, and it's been a busy day today for a lot of folks. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If, if you're able to hang out with us for the whole show, that's great. Um, we're going to be talking about CitizenCon 24 this week. And we've been going back and looking at some of the previous CitizenCons, GamesCons. But from here on out, every month we're going to be taking on a CitizenCon, particularly because, as you guys know, CitizenCon was canceled for this year due to the virus. So, Wait, what? Yeah. It was canceled? You didn't know? No one told me about this. You better hurt and get your money back, brother. Because <laughs> it's over. It is not happening. And don't pay attention to Fast Cart because he was the one who probably told me first, I think. But uh, it was canceled for this year, unfortunately. But there may be some silver lining to that dark cloud. Uh, real quick, though, before we get into that, <clears throat> there were two things that happened this week. Uh, Inside Star Citizen, uh, ISC, uh, they did this show called Night and Day, and they focused a lot on um, the lighting in the show. And uh, Fast Card, I know Unique, you didn't get a chance to take a look at it yet, but Fast Card, any comments about what you saw in that show that really stood out? I'm looking forward to when it's in, in game. Um, they, I mean, a lot of games have static when it, they are static when it comes to day night cycles and stuff like that, so it's interesting to see an actual game like have it and, and the way that they're trying to implement it so i'm looking forward to it and yeah it should be cool 
Yeah, for me, I was really impressed with uh, how they were doing it, actually timed in with the day-night cycle, so it wasn't just a matter of lights just popping on and popping off, but they literally gradually would come on and go out. I think the best example we've seen of the bar is at New Babbage, when you go down to Wally's Bar, because you literally see that room transform from what looks like almost, not a food court, but it looks like a mall in the daytime in that area, but then at night, as the sun starts to set, you start to see the colors change in the room, fiber optics come on, lasers come on, and it turns into basically like a, a huge, you know, major social disco, whatever you want to call it, club. Right? <laughs> I said disco. I know I showed my age fast, Cart. Don't say anything. Don't you laugh either, Unique. <laughs> I showed my age when I said disco. But it turns into a club, right? DJ, whole nine yards, and the whole feel of that room changes. So uh, we saw some previous ISCs where they were going to show like even the remote buildings on moons and stuff where the lighting would go off and on. So they would have a feeling of, they said, so it doesn't look so static, you know, just like a postcard, but that there's actually a, uh, and then Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm just imagining Griffin going to disco dark at the club now, but, um, I, I also like in ISC how they, um, how they had the demonstration with the light showing in the room and they had these balls to, to, to detect the light. And yes. how the, the, the light travels, they go across the balls, and yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yes, definitely. That sounds wrong. Well, first of all, anyway. I thought I was bad with disco, but you threw out disco duck, so you can't say anything about me, because I don't know if anybody remembers <laughs> disco duck. That's really going back in the clock. That's really going back. Um, okay, and then Friday show. Um, uh, on Friday, disco interviewed um, uh, Macho, right? Pedro. Yeah. And we hadn't Pedro, seen Pedro in a little while. I think the last time we saw him was when Arc Corp came out. Yeah, when Arc Corp came out. And then, again, he brought him back now because of New Babbage and uh, Microtech. You know, again, you know, every time this happens, the music is always just awesome. Uh, I was playing yes. the other day and uh, listening to the music as I was coming in. And it's just it's amazing how it's sequenced in such a way that even when you're flying into the city, uh, when you're on the tram, the, the new train system, there's certain sounds that kick in at certain points, you know, that really uh, are almost awe-inspiring. So uh, any thoughts on Vic, on Pedro's music? Unique, you can toss in because I know you've been playing the game. What do you think of how the soundtrack's going so far, Unique? Well, the soundtrack's amazing. I mean, as long as the game hasn't crashed on me, which it does quite often, it's almost uh, painful. <laughs> but yeah. uh, Pedro is a genius, in my opinion. I mean, he's just amazing. And I do love how the music helps you feel comfortable and at home in every place that you go. Um, even if it's a terrifying place, that helps you to feel terrified. Yeah. It, it's interesting. He talked a little bit about, that's the first time I think I heard him say this. He gave some background about how he got into music, that his dad was into listening to artists like Vangelis, you know, stuff that was like that blade right. runner kind of music and so definitely i remember when hurston first opened up that was the first thing that popped in my head was like blade. it didn't sound like blade runner but it reminded right. you of blade runner you know and he talked about the influence that his father put on him having him listen to all these different types of electronic music and stuff uh, he's translated that and he definitely has some like hans zimmer to him to me so anyway that was the, basically oh. the two shows go ahead, go ahead fast card 
I put a pause yeah, in. I, I, I thought you were going to jump in, but you didn't jump in. So I figured. Oh no, no, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you on Twitch because I can't see you on Discord. So there's, a, so there's a even more of a. Um, oh my god. A, okay. <laughs> so that's why. Sorry about that. But um, yeah. So yeah, I, I watched ISC and he gave a lot of information about how he like used to he used his own voice in in, in certain in certain recording, and he. He's not really proud of his voice, but I mean, in music, it, it sounds great. And I listened to New Babbage, the, the the song, like ten times in a row because it, it sounds great. And and the actual the actual um video that he had on the on the cha- on his channel is like a minute long, so you have to go elsewhere to to, to find to find a longer version, and it, it, it's great. I, I really like it. It is good stuff. It really is. And, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that he talked about the different ways he gets inspired by music. There's a lot of pressure involved with doing the type of stuff because he a lot of times can't even cut the music until he's seen the visuals. And usually there's a clock ticking by the time he sees the visuals. So pretty amazing that he's able to come up with that. And I agree with Unique, man. He's just a genius with the, the composition. I mean, you can not have the game and just listen to his music and it's great. Anyway, two good shows this week, guys. If you haven't checked them out, check out ISC and the Friday show. They're really good. We're going to jump in. You guys know we're going to be talking about, uh, again, CitizenCon 2014. Uh, Fast Car, talk a little bit about You said this show was important to you. Why was CitizenCon 2014 important to you? I mean, when I first heard about the project in 2012, it was for my guild mate in full tour. And I wasn't really, I, I never played um, Wing Commander. I was more of a LucasArts guy. I played X-Wing and Type Fighter and X-Wing versus Type Fighter and all that stuff. So I would never... In, in, I didn't know the background or the history. Or I didn't it didn't hit me with nostalgia when when I, when I heard about Star Citizen. But fast forward into 2014, I saw Citizen Con 2014, and I, there's something in, in in this presentation. I think I know. I haven't seen it since 2014, so it's been six years. But there's something in this presentation that made me sign up and become a backup. And I I can't wait to reach reach that point in the um in the presentation. And unique. Did you go to this Citizen Con or no in 2014? I did not go. I happened to be on travel for business. Okay. But to me, it was a great milestone because that shows the progress of the game since I backed in 2012. It really shows that the game is coming along, and the, the amount of effort and the money that they're spending, you know, seem made it seem that they are absolutely really trying to do it help quell a lot of the scam stuff in my mind yeah i i will say this about this show guys and again this is a long show so i want to get into it before we hit the 7 30 mark here um one of the things that was interesting about the year 2014 and unique knows this uh fast card said he just got in i had just got in too during that month in fact i think i uh had signed up in like early i was following it through 2013 i signed up in 2014 the very first citizen con i watched at the time, I didn't know all the controversy that was going on because previously, 2014 was actually listed as one of those years that Squadron 42 was supposed to come out from the very beginning. Right. And so there's a transition, as you said, Unique, there's a kind of a change here because the project had grown in scope and had moved into a different space than just this one single player game that was going to come out. Um, also, another thing that was unique about this year is um, you can tell this was in L.A., uh, but you can tell that they were in transition. Uh, to me, this is the year that I actually count that I say when Star Citizen was really starting to be built. 
uh fast card will remember this i think you know, i know unique will remember this i don't know if fast card will but you guys may remember there was this transition from companies like behavior and some of the other companies where they had uh given out portions of different uh third-party contractors to work on star citizen and after that they scrapped it they ended up having to get rid of all that and kind of bring it all under the umbrella of cig uh so we're at the tail end of that and this is where there starts to be this big flip on how the game is going to be um, yeah, I remember. I remember watching Decision Con twenty thirteen, and they had all these companies that I, I never heard about because by the time I, by the time I joined, they they, they, they were gone. So yeah, I, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, without further ado, let's jump into it. Listen, if you're watching, I would suggest you get some snacks, get something to drink, because there's a lot to this particular show. The volume, and you guys remember in the early days, CIG was terrible on their presentations with audio and video. So <laughs> this is a throwback to those days when we used to say, oh my God, what are they doing? Okay, so just giving you the heads up now. The volume issues are not on our end. It is the way they recorded the video. So we're yeah. going to jump in. And I, and I put I put the link in, in Twitch chat so people can follow along if, if you want to have a true volume on that end. Yeah, so, if you want to torture yeah. yourself in stereo, feel free to click on it. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Louder! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Welcome, everybody! Thank you all for coming tonight. There is a bit of an echo. I think this might be the first live stream that we've gone on on time. <laughs> and does everybody like Star Citizen as much as I do? Of course it's fake. However, did you all get your goodie bags for all of you out there? If you check in your bag, please raise your hand if you got one of the golden tickets. Because you have won a dual XR9285 sponsored by AMD. Come on, who's got him? There's 10 golden tickets, too. and there's also 10 ships. I think there might even be one vandal. Is that correct, Ben? Ben, where is Ben Lesnick? Oh. Anyone got one? Put your hands up. Yes, we have a winner. You get a banjo. You get a banjo. Okay, so on the on the it should say where you go to re, to reclaim your card and please get that tonight. So if you can all put up your things so we can film that real quick. <laughs> Are we ready for the show? <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. Put your hands up in the air. <laughs> Cheer. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to cue the video? We Even are. like you just don't care. No way. It's funny are we because ready to while cue the CID video? is learning how to put on these shows, our audience is also learning how to be a good audience. <laughs> I would have been terrible back then. Who am I kidding? I'm still terrible. My name is Chris Roberts, and I would like to build a universe with you. Best card would have been in the audience like, we saw this two years ago. What else you got? 
Let's welcome to the stage, Chris Roberts. Good morning, everyone. So I'm gonna build a universe. I'm gonna do a PC game like the old Winkman as I did, which was if you've got a great PC, this is really gonna show it off. You're not gonna be able to get this experience anywhere else. I'm hoping that a lot of you wanna be in this universe, because I do, and I wanna play this game. Our site is uh, having millions of hits and is overloaded. So, everyone out there, please be patient. Okay, six million. I have to wonder if that was a plant, you know, that was the thing crashing, whether it really did crash. Did it crash? Did it crash? Did it crash? Okay. Squadron 42, and that six million isn't. The stretch goal for the PU. Right. Right. One day we'll be able, able to go to the PU. So, in here is my office, and the idea is to try and have an open work environment so everyone can communicate. That's one thing I'm going to miss about this year about not having citizen cards that I want to go on another. Another tour. The last tour I was on was um, three years ago. We are about to test the live client for the hangar module. Here we go. That guy? Oh yeah. Wingman's hangar. I met him at that first car in 2017. Control, you read me. Mission control, you read me. Commander Roberts, basic command. Sound 42, come in. I met him in 20 seconds. will allow you to create your own branded group identity on the website called an organization. We are really the first uh, you know, game of this scope or this level that is 100% is one of those three funded that has to the people that love companies. this kind of game and want to play this delivering with And more, they didn't even start out with Nelly Razor. Oh, I'm still impressed with that. Right? <laughs> That's actually the first thing I show people who are interested in the game. I mean, it's a, it's a whole minigame. Take a look at what you've done for us. Take a look at where we are now. <laughs> I feel like the head of the table. Pass the butter, please. Here right now is we, we've got these new tables here. This is this is the programming bit. Look at that. It smells beautiful too. New. <laughs> that new car smells. Bit there. We got six tests on the middle. We're putting another pods of four here, so we'll be able to have plenty of artists here to build those beautiful ships we have to make. To the space, as you can see, it's in lovely disarray. There's stuff on the floor. Right, Miss Hodge, I'm talking about different now. Uh, Let's fill in for one thing. <laughs> Guys, so 
Here are the bunch more guys already joining us. We have more joining us as well, but uh, we're well into production. What is that? Oh wait, hang on, it's coming up. The deadline where you start to see all of these different systems getting pushed oh, together. Remember those days together. when we thought that was coming, coming together right in front of your eyes, and the, the rate at which it's coming together oh, starts yeah. to accelerate and accelerate and accelerate, but you still have that hard stop deadline, and so you're hoping that Nia the curve is fast enough to get you to where you want to be when you actually have to be there. That's probably the most scary part: is seeing it all come together and wondering, "Oh my God, is it fast enough?" begin a journey to become part of video gaming history. The level of animation and detail and figuring out how things fold up and how they fit in and how they work was really impressive. The exterior. It was one of those designs that the fans liked a little bit better than the one that they picked for the Redeemer. Winner is I know talk about But your guy's ship is so good that it kind of pushes our own internal artists, and they have to step it up and compete. So, well done, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wingman's Hangar, the final episode. We're now transferring the show to a community show out in Los Angeles. All right, guys, well, that's kind of it. This is episode 72 at the, the, the final Wingman's Hangar. So, um, where are we going to see him? In the verse. Yeah, I've tried to go back and watch him. They're painful. <laughs> I bet they are. Around the I'm missing I'm joined by a very special yeah. guest, uh, Mr. William Lewis. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm James Pugh. Round. I see them turn around plenty of times. Didn't dodge that one. I did not. Ooh, I remember him. Good morning. Welcome back to Bug Smashers. <laughs> Put vodka in here. Right, they were in the Guinness Book of World Records, okay. For being the most cost budget. Thank you everybody for coming and thank you to everybody who's online. Chris Roberts. Hey guys! Last year we had an amazing uh, Gamescom, there was about a thousand people and it was uh, completely an overwhelming experience. Uh, this is even bigger, so I think it's a little more overwhelming. And now, the other thing we've got is two new game modes. So, 
we got Vandal Swamp Co-op. So the other big mode we're doing is the Murray Cup Racing. Uh, so it's a whole racing game mode. Remember when that was the thing, the Murray Cup? I we wonder if people even else play that show anymore. You, which is the multi-crew um, sort of ship combat. Oh, I think people uh, play it for practice. Yeah. So, we're going to do a, a little a little demo. It's part of what we're working on. There's a lot of stuff to have on multi-crew. I'm still not a big Hornet fan. I like the Hornet. I mean, I like the... I like the... I have a Super Hornet, but I like it because it's tanky and, you know, it can take hits, obviously, because it's being tanky. And it can deal, deal out some decent DPS. Yeah. And I'm not, like... To the game. I'm not, like, a boom type of guy. Go ahead, sorry. Yes, it was the shit got me into the game. That and the 325. You gotta speak oh, okay. up just a little bit unique because you're kind of soft, buddy. I got you maxed out. I'll up my mic. There you go. That's better. No, what were you saying? Oh, I said the 325 and Hornet is what got me into the game. Sorry guys, when the music's going, it's that we get blasted out, so once the music's off, it'll be better. I don't know if you heard me before, I was saying, remember, this is on the old engine, too. That artwork is still top-notch, the concept art. friends is going to be good hey, how, are how are we doing tonight yeah broke so um what? Well, we've come quite a ways. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> Spend all your money to get to the next one. Go back and look what broke. in 2012, what it looks like now. Uh, so CitizenCon generally is sort of a celebration of what we've done the previous year, what we've achieved. So this year we're going to have a in-depth report from each one of the studios, and uh, we'll talk about some things, and then at the very end of it we'll have a... Uh, 
a little surprise live demo and a few things on the way. So where are we going? There we go. All right. So the first uh, studio that we're going to talk a bit about and show a little video is uh, Santa Monica, uh, which is the Los Angeles studio. Yeah, quite so Los Angeles now. Hello. I don't know if uh, the LA team here, I think there's a bunch of you guys at the back. So they, they've, been, they've been working very hard on pretty much everything, but uh, you know the uh, arena commander and the dogfighting was uh, you know, a large part of what we did, multi-crew ship combat, and even contributed a little bit to the demo you'll see at the end of, uh, the end of this session. Uh, but let's uh, roll the video. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Santa Monica. This is Third Street Promenade, and it's where our Los Angeles development studio is. So just come with me and I'll show you. There's our that. staff out here jumping rope okay, and playing this is games. Our, um, fancy Santa Monica abode. So uh, come in with me. There we go. Well, this is where everyone comes to get They're very athletic. So this is um, where we do a huge amount of uh, meetings. Then up here is uh, where the development area is. Here is the sort of main development area. This is where most of the engineers in LA and designers are based in production. Over here we have the cinematic section. So this is John. Yeah, they outgrew this. And Chris place. working on something that. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've, they've moved so a couple times. Here. Yeah. Okay, so, so when did they move to the current center, location? Our concept section over here. Francesca, who's our... I want to say that was 20... 2016, I think it was. The community section. We're editing in here. And here's Ben at his desk. I will let you guys... Alex, yes! Alex, yes! Ben! ...tell you about what we did last year and what we are going to be doing next year. Hi, I'm Alex Mayberry, executive producer on Star Citizen. I've been See how many faces you recognize that are still around. around. Cloud Imperium to get them <laughs> moving forward on all the other modules of the it's game. Turbulent. Travis Day, I'm the producer of Cloud Imperium. He's still around. On the game side, I've been focusing predominantly on Arena Commander, the ship pipeline, the items and components pipeline, as well as the FPS. Hi, I'm Sandy Gardner. I'm the VP of Marketing. The past year, I have been doing all the marketing. I also oversee the customer service, which has been going really well. I'm Paul Reindel, and I'm the lead engineer here in LA. This year I worked on gameplay needs we're doing here in LA but also big Paul has changed a lot. for he looks a lot different now hey, my name is Forrest Stefan lead technical artist at Cloud Imperium Games He's still this around. past year we've been working on building all the tech necessary to create Star Citizen everything from what level the designers need to do in the oh, engine tattoos, what world builders need to do what artists need to make the art functionality Gameplay. Yeah, I'm Dan Tracy. Good. I'm lead technical designer, and I'm Bug Smasher's Trace. That's what's so the name's brother. Tracy. The, Sean Tracy's the brother. Legacy variant. So we wanted to actually pull in all of the set of uh, Sean Tracy. Yeah, that was Sean Tracy's brother. And the Aurora's. Mark oh Gators, yeah, that would be joking. Yep. So this year I've been working on bugs, bugs, and more bugs. Hi, I'm Gormak Basin, and I'm a concept artist. I don't artist. think I've seen him. I've been him. working on quite a few ships. Now I'm currently working I on the character. I think he's still around. I'm Dave Heddock, I'm lead writer. He's so around. So we come on this guy. A lot of Squadron 42 stuff. I'm Ben Lesnick, I'm game designer. And yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot I'm a little bit ahead of you. The past year, <clears> about <throat> two years really, I've been working on building Star Citizen's community. I'm Zan Bien. Miss Ben. I'm the HUD and user interface designer. So in the yeah. past year, uh, I've been working on art for the ship HUD and, and that user guy used to work on the, the accomplishment I'm most proud of really is pushing the process in place. Different said he like Germic left to go to work on Star Wars. Very cool. The release of Arena Commander okay. was really big for us. I think I take that job. Been working too. on since the inception of the studio. It felt really good to get 
at least the first iterations out there. There's just been a really good feeling to have that out live to the community. It's something we really <clears> want hey, to there's really soul citizen. Yeah, Timmy. I'm Welcome, Timmy. The multi crew ship welcoming. Hey, hey, come in. I'm gonna say that was a heck of a setup. He's just you know, walking around mm -hmm. while the ship is flying and using the turret, and that was <clears> pretty cool. I guess I'm just proud of how far we've come in two years with such an awesome community. I think the thing that I'm most proud of is how all of the modules are actually coming together. It's quite exciting. I'm very proud of this team. If there was one thing that I was most proud of, it's getting a, a game that people anybody can play. who knows all these names, Kimmy's the guy, guys. If you see somebody, somebody who knows. Our characters are basically these ships that are by far the most complicated assets that I've ever worked on in a game. And to be able to see all of that actually working in the game is pretty uh, impressive. And it's definitely something to be proud of. We had this weird bug where when you get into a cockpit, and multiplayer only, the player could stand up randomly. Is it me or it is that music in the background kind of hokey? annoying but fulfilling bug to fix. The one that stands <laughs> out the most to me is the Constellation Phoenix. The community like seems to love it. And, uh, I'm definitely very proud of that. It's sort of the whole thing, seeing it from the inside out. It's just been, you know, it's I been incredible. That, so I guess what I'm, I'm what mind, most proud of is the fact that we kind of separate out all of our information into modular components. And this will allow us to easily iterate on the user interface going forward. So this will probably be a bit of a transition year for us where we move from working on what at the time was the flagship product of Arena Commander and really focusing on getting that out there to more of a supporting role as the Persistent Universe FPS and Squadron 42 and social modules start to roll out of the factory. We need to make sure that we are supporting them with the features that they need at the times that they need them. So for the next year, my team here in LA will still focus on getting all the flight characteristics, getting the whole missile and radar system running, and all the other fun gameplay features we want to have in our dogfight scenarios. There is going to be a lot happening this next year. We are looking at eSports competition, a webisode series. Squadron 42 is gonna come online, which I'm really excited about. The things that we'll be contributing to most uh, this year and will be uh, one of the funnest challenges and the big up payoffs is to finally have multi-crew ships. Finally get that moment to play with your friends in the same ship, I think is uh, gonna be pretty great. What we're contributing here from LA is all the core mechanics for all the dogfighting. That ties in heavily with every other section of the game, so even the stuff with the FPS and how we're doing the troop deployments, you guys will be seeing quite a lot with how we tie in the ship boarding mechanics with the dogfight aspects and then how that seamlessly transitions into first person. The thing I'm most excited about working on, in fact, which I'm working right now on with uh, Dan Tracy, is signatures. They cover f everything from how our items generate signatures for balance, to how missiles track on the things, to how your radar sees things. I concept all the ships that we do in-house. At the moment, I'm definitely very excited for the Carrick. It's turning out really cool. In the next year, we're going to be doubling the communication. <laughs> He's talking about the character back in 2014. He must have been talking about the picture was coming along good. The immersion <laughs> of, you know, your, your cockpits. All the cockpits are going to be fully functional and, and kind of this, you know, sophisticated piece of software that just feels alive. The fact oh, that we got to do the players back immersion. and the ability to be open mm. with our development and be transparent about what we're doing is really unique. So knowing that all the backers are always like watching our progress, it's kind of scary, but on the other hand, it also like pushes very hard. It makes you push yourself to a higher level of excellence because the only people you're answering to 
are the players that you want to play your game. And it's really a lot of fun to be able to share our work in real time. Just makes you kind of want to work harder and, and make sure that what you're doing is, is going to be fun for people to play and look as cool as it possibly can. Having hundreds of thousands of fans be able to see the development process is a bit bewildering. However, I just watch, I watch a lot of people play on Twitch, so I'm actually watching you guys also, so. I'm hoping that most of our community like what we do, and we certainly appreciate you guys. It's amazing to be able to contribute directly to our audience that loves our game. So I hope you guys enjoyed that quick uh, insight into what some of the people here have been working on last year, what they're looking forward to working on this coming year, and what they found the most challenging and interesting about uh, working on Star Citizen. It never ceases to uh, surprise and amaze me. I mean, we're, we've built, we're building this hugely ambitious game, and just the dynamic of doing it in such an open method and having such uh, interesting and great feedback from everyone and the potential to sort of flesh it out and detail it to a level that um, you normally wouldn't get to do is the most fun and enjoyable experience I've ever had making any game. And I can't wait till you guys get to run around and fly and explore the full universe because all the elements that I can see sort of in various stages of production are all going to come together into this holistic, immersive world to adventure around in. And I think it's going to be an experience unlike any other. Anyway, thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. And, um, well, see you in the verse. All right. Uh, so I'd actually like to bring Alex uh, Mabry up on stage so we get to meet and see him besides just being in the video. Uh, so Alex joined us earlier this year from Blizzard, where he was there for 10 years, and uh, is the executive producer on the project, and um, has uh, really been helping, because we, you know, we've grown from well, seven people that pretty much were there in 2012, to probably by the time that we had the games uh, con demo the first time in 2013, I think yeah, maybe we had about 30 employees, and uh, perhaps... All right, that's the numbers, guys. When people talk about the game being developed for 10 years, that's how many people they were working at in the beginning. The one in Austin, Texas, the one in Manchester. How much did you say? How many people? Seven people when they started, and about 30 in 2013. But we'll be showing you some pretty awesome stuff they're doing in a few weeks' time. So we have none of their stuff here yet, but I think you guys will really like it. It's looking really great. Um, Behavior, who's doing an amazing job up in Montreal. Turbulent, who also in Montreal are doing an amazing job on our, our platform. And uh, of course, we have some other contractors. But where's Alex? Come here, Alex. So this is Alex Mabry. Um, I can't actually see where our um, little. Can I get to our? There you go. All right. So this is what we're doing in LA. Uh, we've done a lot. Um, yeah, obviously. You guys notice his mouse uh, never space works. Space combat is the uh, focus and sort of the core system, and then overseeing the overall project. Oh, his mouse. Uh, we're also overseeing the ship pipeline. Yeah. Uh, doesn't mean the ships so mean the are all being yeah. built yeah. in LA. Some have been built in LA. Some have built in Austin. Some have built in Manchester. Some have been built with our, our outsources. And um, uh, we're also overseeing the uh, first-person shooter production, and we're obviously doing community management with uh, Ben, who you guys all know, and James Hugh, and the rest of the guys like Will and uh, I'll meet a little later, but I thought, um, you yeah, know, so you have a, where's your, let's do it here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, can you hear me? <laughs> All right. 
Kim, you're that's so, true. That that you know, one thing I thought is kind of interesting because we're doing development very differently than I've ever done development before because we're, we're incredibly distributed. I mean, we're between locate. No, I don't know. Well, we have the, people um, in China working on the game. We have people anywhere across North America, North America, America, Mexico, Mexico, Canada, Canada. Well, that's North America, but go on. Oh, true. I think the Merchant Man yes, but all over the place. wasn't really and, thought of until they had the stretch uh, goal to yeah. add more aliens. That's part of the challenge. I mean, yeah, uh, this is also different than anything I've ever done. And so, um, you know, typical sort of uh, industry standards and practices don't always make sense in a distributed Okay, so the Merchant so, Man is 27 million. Uh, you know, Chris's vision for this game is huge, as you all know. And so one of the challenges is sort of, you know, how do we get there? How do we achieve what Chris wants to achieve? And, and that's really what my job is about. And he said the endeavor was 2013 September. But also look beyond that. Next week, next month, next year, five years from now, hopefully 10 years from now, and building the infrastructure so that we can continue to grow and build on this vision and achieve it and make sure that down the road, um, everything is solid and there to make it all happen. So, I mean, I think like, so I mean, people probably don't appreciate this, but like in the, in production, so production for us is a sort of producers, associate producers, production managers, production coordinators, and they're the guys that sort of go to everyone's desk and say, where are you at on your task? Track it, update it in, uh, we use Jira, which is a, a task management software, um, which, you know, most other people don't like to use. Production people love it. Artists hate it. We can never get artists to update any of their own uh, Jira tickets. But in the production department, I mean, we've got across the studios, how many do we have? Oh, man. We've been hiring a lot, so it's uh, probably dozen to 15. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we got hiring. you and three other people. We've got Travis, we Cami, uh, Darian uh, here locally. Austin, we have Jake Ross and Mark Hong and, and now Jason Hutchins has joined us and Jeremy Masker. And he's counting these people on one Jeff hand. Tom yeah, I was saying, I think this is back in the day. This is back in the day when he could so, name you know, people by the building individual our production staff because as the game grows and as we hire more now people, he has to say you and producers you are kind of the glue and you and you and you. Hold things together. We're the backstop. We make sure that things don't you know, fall through the cracks. We're the ones coordinating all of this kind of chaos that happens in development and, and controlling that and turning it into a plan and making sure that everybody's on the same page. Uh, one of the tricks about about being distributed is using the time zones to our advantage. I think one of the cool things is how in the UK, like we wake up in the morning and we have an email from the UK and it says, here's what we did while you were asleep and here's what we need you to do while we're sleeping. And then we do all those things and we give them a handoff in the same way so that we take advantage of the sun. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's, it's, I have to say it's completely a different way of... Uh, making a game of this scale. And the other complication, obviously, is the fact that we're actually a live game as well as we're in development. So there's a lot of boring stuff, which I'm sure we're boring you with, uh, that's about you know, release management and what's, what like, code streams we're working on and what data streams we're working on in terms of updating the release we currently have live, which is what you guys are playing, uh, which is in the public-facing nomenclature 0 0.9.1.1, I think. Um, for us, it's 13.1, uh, and we'll be about ready to give you 13.2. Uh, but we have to keep those streams, plus we have other streams that we develop other things, whether it's uh, the space stuff or the FPS stuff. And so just managing all that process requires a huge amount of communication. And that's actually kind of one of the big things that uh, production does on the project. And uh, I, you know, in some ways, it's a bit of an unsung thing, because you sort of always focus on pretty graphics.
I want to pause the stream. <clears throat> I want to pause the stream for just a second. I want to present a question to everybody who's watching as well as to all the co-hosts. I just realized that one of the things that we didn't know back then was the process of development. I think that people thought from 2013 through whatever, they were building the game per se. And it wasn't until later we found out that they were building the tools to build the game. Do you think that if we and had they're known, building the company to build the tools and the company, the right? So, do you think that if people knew that, if they had outlined, like let's say they had said over the next seven years, this is how it's going to go, do you think that the community would have received things better, or do you think people still would have been kind of like, eh, just give us the game, and we could? I just love to hear what the in chat you guys drop your feelings, uh, real quick, unique and uh, fast card. What do you guys think? Well, it's again, it's unfair. I am a software engineer, so it was inherently obvious to me that that's what they were doing because that's what I do. So um, it didn't phase me at all. Okay. Fast card, what about you? Uh, yeah, they made it more clear. I mean, I mean, it was always in the background and stuff like that. Like um, they were saying that they were building the company to make the tools to make the game. But if they had specified, they had um, put the company company building in the forefront, it wouldn't make a difference to me per se, but I can maybe it may might have changed some people's mind. But there are some people who are always going to be, you know, not not like Star Citizen just because it's Star Citizen or just because it made so much money. So I don't think in the long run it would make that much difference. But it would have it would give people who are defending Star Citizen more ammunition against people who hate against Star Citizen. So like. If you look at this, look at this announcement. Look at this article, this piece right here. They're, they're saying right here that they're actually building the company to make to make the game. So. Fix or like a Who cool knows? piece of engineering okay. that has a really you know point. great Thanks. result, but without having sort of production as the glue to pull it all together to do something of this scope and ambition, it's uh, it's not really possible. So um, so anyway, I thought I'd. Bring Alex up. I don't know whether you guys found it interesting, but it certainly is a small insight into some of the stuff we did. Um, so let's carry on. Thanks, Alex. It's good to have you aboard. All right. So uh, the next studio that we're going to highlight is uh, a studio that's uh, dear to my heart since that's where I grew up, Manchester. Hi, I'm Aaron Roberts, I'm the studio director. We've been really hammering away on Squadron 42, as well as focusing on a bunch of the pipelines in terms of how we do the characters, how we get the ships working. I'm Nick Elms, creative director. I'm Luke Presley, I'm a designer. Been working on things like lobbies, leaderboards, game modes, new game mechanics. I'm Paul Jones, I'm the art director. Hi, I'm Ian, and I'm lead environment artist. We've done Arena Commander, we've done Broken Moon, Dying Star, Squadron 42. You know, we're just working like crazy on missions 1 to 10. Hi, I'm Bjorn Townsend. So, I'm Lee V. Galarist. I'm back Shane in another discussion. They built Arena Commander, but then it kind of like let, let it go to the right side. A lot of people are afraid that they can lose 10 things. The thing I'm most proud of is the Vandal Swarm cult mode. Can you pull that together in a day? Yeah, yeah, we managed to take the single player version and turn it into a co-op. We had nothing well, it's one possible morning, Arena Commander and then kind of goes away or just stops where it is because of the, the it, it was the most fun we've had. It just clicked. Yeah, yeah, it just worked. 
from what we've accomplished this year. I'm personally most proud of getting levels out to you guys. I mean, these levels are so big. So what we're showing now is hey, look at that. Shubin's That's Shubin, early Arco. version of Shubin, Shubin Mining Facility. Look at that. A corporation, a mining corporation. The facility that you can see is the Arkham. Now, this thing is big, like six kilometers big. And currently it's in its gray box space. It is beautiful. So you're seeing full mesh detail, no textures or yeah, this is six years ago. the physical act of making these levels was uh, initially so hard yeah, because the engine was thing. custom built for <laughs> small environments. And we had to render out big too. space scenes. That's a big achievement. For me, it's gonna be the fact that we're trying to achieve something pretty special. We're aiming so high in, in terms of visual fidelity, in terms of what we want the player to sort of feel and be evoked in, in the gameplay that they've got. It's quite the challenge, but at the same yeah, time, it's bigger than Babylon the face 5. Of the challenge. It's something that you kind of have to sort of endure Not and quite. get through because at the end of the day, we're going to provide an experience that's just going to blow people away. Going forward, um, loads to do. The big one for us is Squadron 42. We're looking to have the vertical slice working for the end of this year. And then, of course, next year, we plan to release the first chapter of Squadron 42. Uh oh, vertical guys. slice is supposed to be ready at the end of 2014. Squadron 42. As much oh, time as we can put into it, we've got As much detail, fidelity, finesse. I mean, what we got planned for Squadron 42, it's such a high vision. You know, we're doing everything we can to deliver that. We're going to totally knock it out of the park. One of the things that uh, we're most excited about uh, adding imminently to Star Citizen is the emissions gameplay and the missile gameplay. Yeah, we're going to be um, exposing the power management to the player so that he can now turn off certain parts of his systems or completely. Yep. And go cold. Yeah, go cold. Turns off, turn off his engines, cool down and, and hide, hide behind asteroids and here to you know to all radar like debris. space debris. Yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, gameplay that uh, that we're planning around that. One of the um, larger um, uh, teams we work with are actually guys at Moon Collider who've been doing a lot of the AI work for us. So you remember all the space combat stuff they've been working on, which has been really cool. And that's one of the companies I don't remember. The Moon Collider. I don't remember them. Not only improving the space combat, but also I remember the name, but I don't remember their, stuff their role. The universe. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're one of the big scam artists. To bring the actual characters and the AI and the, and the people to life in the game. Yeah. I think it's they were doing really an AI stuff. Year in the development of Kythera. Yeah, he just started said dogfighting. At the very beginning of the year, we did have basic dogfighting working, but it was only AI versus AI. It wasn't until later on that you could actually start flying ships as a player, and at that point, we had to really tune the AI and start making it fun. And this finally accumulated in the release of Arena Commander, in particular the Vandal Swarm game mode, which is all about playing against AI. And we're really proud of that. It's the first time that Kythera is actually in use in a game hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, so it really reassures us that what we're doing is is the right stuff. So uh, one of the uh, really uh, interesting things they're working on right now is uh, what we call smart objects. And smart objects are basically places uh, and locations that we basically design can put down which the AI or the characters in the game will interact with. So a character will know an AI will know where to go to sit down, will know, will know where to go to serve someone, will know where to go if he's buying something. So when you're going through the game, you actually see a living, breathing <laughs> Kimmy says it was three guys in the really UK really called Moon Collider. Um, with the Persistent Universe and also uh, the, all this kind of stuff of one Squadron 42 as well. So when you're on a capital ship and you're going through life on that capital ship, you'll see people actually performing tasks and doing um, interesting things. So some of our future plans um, over the next year. 
we're going to be working on some of the basics of the PU, taking the AIs interacting with other objects within the world. Yeah, giving them a schedule, and so they're going to have a whole heap of things that they'll do. You can watch them, and they'll seem like they're intelligent, and uh, it's part of a living world. Also, making flight more advanced. We've got the dogfighting AI with single ships at the moment, but when the multi-crew ships come in and when the capital ships come in, we want to start controlling those and controlling different aspects of those. Yeah, so really groups of AI working together to coordinate a larger ship. It's pretty crazy the fact that there's probably literally hundreds of thousands of people looking at our work, following it, and, and just... Every day. Literally, yeah. almost every day, we'll, we'll look in the forums and there'll be stuff. It's great, like, it, it's a lot yeah, of fun. Very open, very honest. I read the forums all the time, and their feedback and opinions that they have on there are just fantastic. I mean, I, they actually affect the way I design things. The feedback's phenomenal, and that's what Arena Commander's about. You yeah. know, we, we get something out there, let's see how it goes. Yeah. We can do that in this game. We can actually like put it out there <laughs> and you know, get their feedback. And stuff then they like, work on stuff that. they hate, yeah. we, we take it I have a confession yeah, about like it. After having played it, I knew you know, I was wrong way to do but I haven't yeah. done. Every month, every couple of months, you know, your work's out there and you get that direct feedback. So you can actually tailor, you know, Trust your me, you're processes. not the only one. Uh, you know, it's quite an organic process. I haven't done either We've one. brought in talented people. Now the whole team is the, the quality level is just growing and growing right. and growing higher and higher. Teeth! And I think the fans can see this and that, you know, that's what I really like is that <laughs> so, you know, really appreciating where we're coming from, you know. Strive to build the best damn space game in the sure. world. And I think uh, I think we're well on our way. So all in all, a massive year last year. We plan to have a bigger one this year coming and I'm glad you guys are with us along for the ride. So uh, we happen to have uh, Aaron, uh, my brother here. Who's hey everybody. <laughs> It's Lego Star Wars, man. Notoriously uh, stage shy. Uh, let's uh, zip to uh, kind of what we're going to talk about at the end of this. I don't go to the presentation. There you go. So anyway, uh, you know, Foundry 42, they're doing Squadron 42. They're also actually... Uh, taking over being the lead studio on Arena Commander, so they're supporting the live aspects of Arena Commander, so the LA studio and the UK studio working together on that, but the sort of production leadership's uh, coming out of um, Manchester. Uh, they're gonna be working on the capital ship systems and components and uh, the character pipeline. You know, a lot of studios for CID. But anyway, so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, this last year uh, has been uh, quite uh, because if you remember last year, you kind of, I wasn't even hit at this event, I was kind of, we filmed madly, because I'd literally just quit a job to come and join um, you guys and do this, and since then, we had to build a studio, and I think we really only got up and running really end of January, beginning of February, so we've gone from nothing to like 68 uh, yeah. development staff working yeah. Man at the Manchester is actually our biggest internal studio right now, so yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, uh, uh, so it's, and the thing is we've really just actually been getting a lot of momentum now as well and then working on Arena Commander, Squadron 42, and then we have, we're tying for a bunch of guys in Europe and the UK as well, so it's really good. But I know, I mean, the, the guys are, you know, we're, absolutely, we're just absolutely loving this way of developing with, um, with everybody because 
you know, it's, we've all just spent a lot of time just doing a typical path, and this is like a big change for us. So, so no, it's just awesome. All right. Well, and also speaking of Arena Commander, whenever we get there. So the uh, just to let you guys know, we're planning on getting uh, the full sort of V1 implementation out before the end of this year on Arena Commander, uh, which would include the lobby system. Uh, by the way, I've been told I need to talk more to you. When did the Arena Commander actually come out? Which might be following uh, We're uh, like making a lot of improvements to the maps. I mean, yeah, I think your guys, right, Aaron, the, we're doubling the size to have a larger play area. Yeah, we're basically doubling yeah, the size. Since we doubled recall. the speed of the ships, we thought we'd better double the size of the maps. And so, but that also means that uh, we're also, we thought well, we're not just going to double the size of the maps, we're actually going to do some improvements to the maps as well. So you guys should see that um, pretty soon. And I mean, I would say that the other thing is that you got to remember that we're doubling the size of the maps for now, but as we're working on the sort of large, what we call large world, which is moving to 64 bits. Oh, December 20th. Uh, right now it's in 32 bits. Then we can have, you know, maps that we wanted to that would be millions. So it actually made that, made that day. Instead of, uh, you know, right, right now if you get more than about eight kilometers from the origin, you'll start to get uh, floating point imprecision because this is totally technical. But basically we have a lot of stuff in the cockpit that's within a meter. So when your hand's on the joystick and all this stuff, you know, you, you have stuff that needs like millimeter precision. Uh, and with 32-bit floating point, when you get to about sort of eight kilometers out, you start to lose that precision, which is if yeah, total let software you fly when he gets to talking like technical, he's map, down on it, man. Like <laughs> he's all, even when he's drinking. That's kind of why the first stage, we just go to eight kilometers, and then when Large World comes online, which is a massive undertaking because we have to shift the entire Cry engine to, to 64-bit from 32-bit, and... Uh, can't remember, I think we were looking at it, I think overall, including the SDK stuff, there's about 10 million lines of code, and the core engine itself is about 5 million no, lines of code. No, I forgot all, all about that, is, but uh, CryEngine 64-bit is the second graphics it's engine. A huge had to amount. move I mean, to that, and then move to Lumberyard. So it's uh, something that we've been working on for, so for a while. So they've done two graphic engine moves. To work on, and we would hope uh, that we'll yeah, have it up and running. Yeah, but I want the same thing, Charles. A lot of people don't really count those, but I understand what you mean. Uh, Not from 32 but, uh, to 64, I know really that's monster. The, the right, because you can do so much more, level. so you add a bunch and, more code. And I would code say that that's one of the big things that... I know, but people like, argue that's Right now, you know, I see a lot of comments about certain gameplay in Arena Commander, and it's a very, very, very sort of small set of what the final game's going to be, because it's really about small, single-seater ships right now, and it's sort of very close in dogfighting, and there's a huge amount of stuff that, that will sort of come on to play. As soon as you get larger sort of areas in terms of whether you're sort of playing cat and mouse or you're hiding, uh, you can sort of run away. You, there's, there's, in terms of the combat and the, and the sort of interaction that you'll have in space, there's, there's, a huge, you know, there's so much more that comes with a much larger play space. And, and also we have a lot larger sort of array of ships that you'll be using with different roles, and so it's not all just about sort of single-seater uh, combat. So uh, just remember that when you're, when you're talking about Arena Commander, because that's just a very small part of a much bigger game. And sometimes the overall picture and vision, we sort of kind of know where it's going to go. And so there are some things that we make choices with that may not seem obvious in Arena Commander, but once you see the bigger picture, they'll, they, will, they will make sense. Um, all right. So uh, I think we're doing improvements to, to the uh, racetracks stuff, right, Aaron? Yeah, we're going to, uh, once again, um, make it like uh, a little more interesting uh, and then uh, put some new stuff in there. And we'll probably make sure that we 
um, you know, kind of kind of can uh, move up to the race mode. It's hard stuff. to start with uh, something so that, that didn't exist. That Which, by the way, I have to say that the racing is kind of one of the the, the kind of funnest, most interesting stuff is because. Uh, you know, it went live, and then within like a day or two, I think Unreal was Even our best players in QA were like, "How did they manage to make that score?" Uh, so that just shows you. So do you, you think can Unreal never be is as good as your Warrior? community? Yeah, no, I no, actually I'm, tell you guys, as soon as you go live, get up there, get the top scores, and then make it so people are trying to beat your scores. And before they got up there, people had faster scores, so it was pretty bad. You know, the other things that are going into one zero is, and you heard. Both the UK designers and uh, engineers and the uh, LA ones talk about it, but uh, the whole missile and countermeasure and uh, sort of signature system. So we've we actually designed it a long time ago. The issue is we haven't really sort of fully implemented it all the way through the system and, and actually created enough items to be able to do that and balance the items correctly. So that's one of the major pushes for 1.0 to make sure all the systems are there and we actually have a variety of systems you can plug and play, so you'll actually really feel a difference between different, you know, radars you'll use, um, you know, different missiles you'll use, uh, and and I think on a gameplay-wise, there'll be just sort of a lot more sort of rock paper scissors that will come from that. It was always part of the original design; it's always actually been stubbed in there. But now we're taking the time to finish it out, actually have the signature system work properly, and you'll be able to sort of manage your various signatures, whether it's sort of heat or um, you know electromagnetic, uh, in terms of being detectable by other players, being detectable by missiles, and so on. So I think that's actually going to make a, I'll add a huge amount to the, the gameplay in space combat. Um, I just talked about part of that. So power management also runs in with that. Uh, proximity warming imp improvements. So it's not telling you colliding with something when you're not going to collide with something. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we, we, we've actually had a big sort of, uh, uh, Third-person camera and spectator push that you guys haven't seen yet, but uh, we yeah, sort of want to make the sort of feel a bit more month, organic, uh, almost human-operated, and also have some fun cinematic stuff. Because like actually, one of the funnest things in, in sort of Arena Commander is actually watching a whole bunch of you guys, you know, in our community go out and make videos. I mean, you know, some of you guys have made sort of you know like trailers for Arena Commander that are better than some of the stuff that we've done, and. It's, you guys have captured amazing footage, and we want to have more tools to do that because, uh, I mean, you know, let's, the graphics are awesome. It's great to see, like, ships like that blow up in real detail. And so I want to see more of that, so we're going to put things in for that. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I sort of alluded to more about the items, but um, for 1.0, we're going to have a huge amount of sort of new items and ships, so they really can be sort of mixing and matching. Uh, in the game. So right now we basically have an item set that was the same item set we had when uh, we released hangers in 2013. And you know, one of the core ideas is we can switch out. I mean, you know, all the, I mean, like a Hornet itself has about 60 items attached to it, but it's everyone's got all the stock items. So you should be able to, you know, switch out your targeting computer. You should be able to switch out your coolers. You should be able to switch out your various weapons, uh, your thrusters and balance it. And they all have sort of trade-offs, which is you know, we've talked about where it, whether is whether they consume more power, um, you know, they weigh more, uh, or you know, they're less reliable, or uh, you know, they give off more emissions. And so I actually, you know, that will be kind of interesting to see how people sort of do some loadouts. I mean, there already is a little bit of I seen Arena Commander where people strip like you know various guns from I don't know like a 325 and put it on a Hornet or whatever. 
because they feel like it has a little bit of advantage, and it probably does because we haven't balanced all the, we really haven't balanced the guns very well, so we, we do need to do that, and that will be in uh, 1.0 as well. Um, really should add a little monitor here so I could actually see what the presentation was. Uh, and uh, then, yeah, the final one that we're going to do here is uh, uh, the leaderboard. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, we've been getting a lot of feedback from you guys on the leaderboards. Uh, and, you know, by the way, this is kind of why we're, we do what we're doing. I mean, I know that it can sort of seem that things are a bit stupid or silly or broken. Uh, they still do from a development standpoint, it's actually really awesome to push something yep. out, even if, you, like, you know that it's not quite 100% the way you would want it and see what works and what doesn't work and what people are interested in and what aren't interested in. And, in, in. and that's one of the reasons why I actually think by the time we have all these elements together that I think the game is just going to be fun because you know, we've had, we have so much iteration and we have so much sort of great feedback loop and we're sort of allowed to do that because you guys have been so generous in supporting us and allowing us to do that because obviously this sort of stuff takes time and takes money to do, but it really I think is going to make the game very polished by the time it's going to be live. Yeah, and, and I think in some awesome. ways, sorry. You know no, go on. Go, sorry. I, 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 I'm guilty I, I, of talking also, too much. The other thing is like um, it speeds up development as well in a lot of ways because we don't go away, work on something for a long time, and then put it out there and then realize that actually it doesn't work. And so by getting it out there fast, we get the feedback. And, and then basically, and because of that, we don't waste time going down like routes that we could have wasted time on. Yeah, I mean, so that's a, you know, like, so a good example is the next patch we'll do 13.2 is going to have some significant flight and targeting uh, tweaks and changes. And I yeah, think you guys a great like point. It. So right now I'll say that like with the... Uh, but I imagine sort of, uh, the overhead of making it engine from scratch would uh, just V0 .9 not be worth it. But with V0.9, we sort of changed around to make the targeting developer. sort of a bit more... Oh, graphics uh, engine is just enough. as hard to make you know, as like Star Citizen itself. Auto-aim, which wasn't necessarily so skillful. So what we will have next one is keeps the skill, but also uh, we just have there's some really cool stuff. Basically, it's it has a sort of dynamic approach. So as you sort of get close to your target, the actual inputs you're scaling sort of scales down, so it's not overcorrecting so much. Uh, and I have to say, playing it with joystick and gamepad and all the rest of the stuff, um, it feels awesome. So I think you guys are going to like it. Uh, that's in the near future, in a few weeks. Um, and then, you know, obviously, long term, uh, there'll be V0 1.0. So you're not going to get an exact date. I have learned my lesson. <laughs> well, I'm an optimist, you know, that's my problem. I always hope we're going to do it, but yeah, no, it's. The process no, you still get beat after that. And, you just didn't just, the, this time. just to let you guys know, like when we decide to go with a with a patch, uh, it's about an eight-hour process from that point to deliver it to everyone. And if we get into it and we get far down and QA tests it, and then somewhere in QA they find one thing that's broken, we've sort of lost five or six hours, and we've got to restart the whole process. So very easily for stuff that you wouldn't normally catch, you could not catch it for a day or two. All of a sudden, you've lost a day or two. So that's kind of why we think, oh, we're going to get it here, and then it sort of becomes another week. And it's not like there were major showstoppers. It's just that you didn't find one, and then one pops up at the last minute, and you've got to start the whole thing again. So, um, But uh, I think I've talked enough. Aaron, you want any last words to? Uh, uh, well, I've not talked enough for the presentation, but this particular section. Go on. No, I mean, uh, actually, I just want to say, um, just for myself, thanks. Uh, I want to say thanks from all the guys in the UK. Uh, and actually, you know, it's a Real pleasure working with you guys, and um, 
And the guys, you know, like I said, you probably saw it from them, but you know, we absolutely love this process and keep the feedback going. And remember, when we put a patch out, it is not final yet. So give us the feedback and tell us you don't like it. And then we've got a chance to go. Or tell us you stuff. like it. That's good too. Yeah, like and that yeah, that's good as well. If we all we hear, if all we hear is bad, then that can <laughs> yeah. go down a bit. But it's like just as we put it out there, we put it and out there. Back before it so we can get the feedback and make a brilliant game for you guys. So anyway, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Aaron. Thank you very much. We are very, very, I'm, we're very lucky to have Aaron and the, the UK team with us. I mean, they, they were, you know, well, they were cranking out some of the best LEGO games for a long time, and we have both a combination of some of the best people that were working there and a whole bunch of actually people that came from Crytek in the UK that are at the UK, and we, so we're very lucky. I would, I'm not sure we would have been as far along without them, so we kind of got lucky with that, which is great, so thank you. Aaron and the guys out in the UK. Um, and so uh, now I'm going to sort of, we're going to show you, because it's always fun to have pretty graphics, a, something that you saw the cinematic guys working on um, in the LA video. Oh, is this the helmet flip? I believe Sandy was the uh, woman captain model for this one. So uh, that was fun. I, I don't know if we got John Griffiths and Chris Wallach in the audience. Are you guys in the audience or not? They are. They're back there. So that's uh, due to uh, 
John and Chris, and also uh, a bunch of the other uh, character guys in Austin, and um, and that was Behaviors Asteroid Hangar. But it, yeah, so that's our colors commercial, kind of fun. Um, <laughs> and by the way, uh, the I believe that was Sandy uh, doing LTI motion capture and the walking and everything else. So there you go. Uh, so um, you know, today we're putting the uh, new colors and the colors variants on. Uh, Sale. So uh, the black, which is sort of gone and done the usual, um, well, Chris Smith passed is the only way I can describe it. He was back here, but he's an absolute perfectionist. So he's like, eh, you know, I just sort of needed to go and do a little more detail and PBR it up and do everything. Um, and uh, the other one is the Cutlass Red, which is our um, sort of medical um, version of the colors. So inside it has uh, yeah, Dirk, I would uh, think he bays, would, would have done that music sort of back then because he said he was in like uh, the early uh, stages of uh, in it. And then development. The uh, more limited ship is the Cutlass Blue, which is the I think I said it came uh, in in 2014. Sort of police bounty hunter version. It has holding cells in it and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so that's the, the Cutlass uh, stuff. And if you went to the website, you could see the yeah, brochure, uh, which is very cool, um, done by David Lederman and Ryan Archer and uh, Chris Smith did a bunch of the renders, so um, that's the Cutlass for you guys. So hope you like your stuff and everything else. All right, Cutlass Blues, the next one coming out, gang. So be ready. And uh, so now we're going to uh, hear from uh, Turbulent, who are the guys uh, that have built the entire web platform. A lot of you know, pretty much all the community tools that are used, the organizations, the much you know, love, the forums, much hated the group. posting system that we have. <laughs> And also our delivery system to actually deliver the game uh, to you guys and the account system and everything else. And uh, so let's hear from them in still, I think, probably fairly warm Montreal. That's true, Kimmy. Love the fact that they did listen to the community on that, though, because the improvements and the rework was, was definite improvement. Pardon me if I'm wrong, but does it have, does it have a um, toilet yet? No. <laughs> Actually, enough, wait a minute, the red does. They put a toilet in where the um, gun turret was now, I think. In the... So uh, our team is responsible yeah, for I have the red. web and user facing. Well, this year we actually in the black, you got to hold it. There's a, a lot of stuff that uh, people see, the big stuff like the org system. Um, the, uh, the I'm not gonna say anything. I know. <laughs> a, there's a lot of new features that people were able to see in the store. But also we had a lot of day-to-day -day things like, uh, well, there was uh, monthly, then now weekly promotions that we have to manage. And uh, there's a lot of stuff. The, the site is constant, constantly evolving. And the That's right, Sarge. You got to use the can without a door. It's your kind of ship. <laughs> what I'm most proud of in the work that we've done in the past year is the 3D holographic viewer on the web. Uh, I really wanted to bring something online that was an experience that we've never seen before. And I think this holographic viewer is really the first foray in that type of environment, and I'm really proud of it. When we came to the project, the site was still in its older version on WordPress. It's not just a, a simple news site anymore. It, we actually made a, a whole um, interactive and complete nice and going, me, make me uh, point of entry into the game. <laughs> The funniest thing that happened in the studio last year uh, has definitely been Benjamin. Uh, I gave him a task to fill up the store destinations uh, from a list from ISO, which is an official uh, standard of every single country in the world. And so he was supposed to do that. But he, he did that, and the task was closed, and it's been done. It was nice, but the, he took a list from 1986.
which included East Germany and the USSR. And uh, people were somewhat offended and or uh, amazed at our <laughs> shipping options. But yeah, okay. was, as, as you can see from my reaction, it was my fault. People offended on the internet? That, was that never happened. <laughs> yeah, and we've had a couple of glitches over time, but I think so far we've done a pretty good job on uh, not crashing everything all the time. To be honest, it's really tough to, to, to know server. what's going to be on the website a, a year ahead because <laughs> there's, there's always new stuff being added and we are That's still working funny. on improving the organization Just shows you how important it is to uh, specify the, when you uh, make your requirements. Well, constantly build on other stuff like the chat system, the new leaderboards, which is going to get a lot more stuff and fluff added into them. The project that you guys have voted on uh, for us to do as a priority <laughs> star map. <and laughs> on the stream, it's bleeped out. We really take it seriously to bring really fully fledged star map of a known star citizen universe to you guys to play with so you can be completely immersed in the universe that uh, Chris is building. Turbulent. When it comes to the star map, they're always very careful to say the known I really feel mm -hmm. yeah, they won so many awards for Star Map, well deserved awards. Yeah, but they always allude to there's much more. That Star Citizen is a big deal. I give them credit. That Star Map's amazing, and then they keep adding to it. It's really nice. Feedback loop that we've been entertaining for the last year, and we would never go back to a project that doesn't have this level of involvement with the people that use our. I'm referring to the Arc Star Map, folks, not the one on your Moby Glass. So that the graphic at the very end where you saw all the different um, shapes, that was actually, I think we have 9,800 organizations and that was each one of the logos of the organizations all coming together to form Star Citizen. And that is, I gotta say, a pretty amazing thing that you yeah, have Colossi, that many you're right. They get this star map tied into that cartography room on the carrot. It's gonna and, be awesome. Yeah, the game isn't finished yet and it's still got a ways to go. Uh, but that's, I think, what makes uh, Star Citizen so strong. Um, so I wanted, uh, we don't have the turbulent guys uh, down here because they're still up in Montreal, but they're awesome. I mean, they always uh, deliver. They never miss their dates. Uh, you know, I don't know what they do. There's Someone's done a deal with someone somewhere or something because <laughs> I'd like to get that deal going down in our studios. Uh, but uh, Ooh, I thought what would bow. be great was to bring Ben uh, <laughs> Lesnick and James to to stage. <laughs> Our people were on time. So, hey everybody. Yeah, they, I, you know, th these guys, they're on the front lines every day. Uh, there's obviously, we have quite a few other people in customer service and uh, moderating, both uh, you know, tall, Will, who's our internal moderator, mm -hmm. and all the you know, amazing volunteer mods that we have. Uh, but, you know, I think. I, think I got a lot to meet him in Alexis um, after Citizen Con, the, the night before, I'm sorry, at the bar. The they both came and so, got to talk with ben, him. They were really on, nice. Say something. Hey. hey, everybody. Uh, first of all, to the hardworking team at Turbulent who makes us look good every day and who has been working for about the last 72 hours straight to make this work, we are so sorry. <laughs> uh, you guys are amazing. Benoit, Benjamin, Felix, Michelle. Uh, we could not do this without you. Uh, and it is going to be a really exciting year for the, the website. I don't know what they expected. Yeah. Hang on, let's go. Let's, show, let's bring some stuff up so we can see it. Oh, with the website crashing back then. 
probably. Uh, I, I don't know what the team at Turbulent expected when we brought them in to work on Star Citizen. I mean, I think they thought it would be a website. He's got the Galactopedia uh, the last is, year, are, but I, I like it. They are building it. the mm -hmm. forefront of the game with the, the organization system, the and uh, the friend list got it got upgraded. It's going to be your first steps into Star Citizen, uh, and they have risen to meet the task absolutely fantastically. Yeah, and I, and I would say that the other thing that's really great on the Turbulent side is that. They're actually, all of them are gamers, right? So they're all like hardcore gamers. And so for them doing this job is like actually great. They haven't gotten organizations 2.0, but that's coming. Or like a car resale site. And so, you know, they, they, they're like seriously yeah, It's only been six like years, it's fine. Hardcore than <laughs> some of the people we've got like working on the game. And, the new uh, contact list does make up for it. Is, it definitely helps with grouping the people. It is so much better. Don't. Same way as on the development, we enjoy the feedback loop. You, don't really get that feedback loop. And the more that we build the sort of structure, I mean, the original vision, uh, when everything was launched, even at the very beginning when we launched the sort of teaser RSI site before, a month before an announced Star Citizen, was to sort of build a place for a community. And the idea was to build a, a place for a community to stay, to talk to each other, to get information, uh, and not have to go anywhere else. And what we've been doing is sort of we took. I can't that find a date for when the star map came out, but it's Q and A for the star map was October 14, 2015. Step by step, you know, digital brick by digital brick into a, so next a huge palace for everyone to, to spend time, you know, and communicate and interact with each other in this universe, and it's pretty awesome. Um, so lots of great stuff coming up from Turbulent. We've got the the map that you folks voted on. Um, you know it's going to be great. Uh, they did the Hollow Viewer, the organizations. It's it's going to look amazing. Uh, we've got the Galactopedia. We're going to revamp the uh, the front page, get more people into Star Citizen. Uh, anything else? I yeah, I know. It's Brian well, they keeps on going to they the filled the in that promise. The they organization got drop, which is a, know, the, the, um, basically the organization. 20, right? uh, the 2.0 drop is what we need for the lobby system. So the organization stuff feeds into the lobby stuff, uh, which is kind of what we're talking about—the deep integrate game integration because. A lot of the core systems that will run inside the game will first be on um, the website uh, basis. Um, are we getting anything from James? Come on, James, you got to say he's, something. He's, he just wouldn't give me the mic. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things I really like about Turbulent is they are in charge of everything on the website, from chat, which now works. Thank you, guys. <laughs> to making sure posts go out and making sure our videos get embedded and everything. So they're the unsung heroes, but I'm glad we could give them their proper due. No, I mean, yeah, no, they totally do. I mean, like, if you think about it, so you guys, I mean, I don't know if you guys are checking on the phone, but all this stuff, they're, they're pressing like, you know, the Cutlass going live, all the other stuff. They're, it's all, they do it and they, and you know, they're three hours ahead of LA and we tend to be sort of on an LA cycle a lot. I don't know why, I've got no idea. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're there at three in the morning or four in the morning or whatever it is, making sure the thing goes out. And uh, I mean, that's just the, that typifies the dedication of all the teams uh, across the world that work on Star Citizen. And uh, anyway, it's, yeah, it's great to have them as part of the team. They're amazing. Uh, yeah, let me say a few words about the community. Uh, so when, when Chris started this, he knew that from day one, we needed the support of people who understood this game. Uh, people who would get his vision. And I wish I could say I, I'm a genius, I put all that together. Uh, the fact is, you guys made it really, really easy. Uh, it, it turns out that people who are into this sort of game are creative and brilliant and amazing and 
You've come together to create so much more than we ever expected. Uh, you hear that? Our partners Bitch, that's Nick called, called the community um, amazing before Keanu Reeves did. Uh, I said oh, in the okay. video that we're doubling down on community support in the next year. That's not uh, PR speak. Uh, we want to find every way we can to make sure that you feel like you're part of the development team. Uh, and if you have any ideas, let us know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, thank you for making well, giving this in the best community in the video game universe. Yes. Just a little. Just, so, you know, I think uh, you guys are. And do we want to we call out, uh, well, think appropriately, right? So Chelsea Day's Chelsea. birthday is today. <laughs> so very apropos. Chelsea's back here. <laughs> so happy birthday, Chelsea. Uh, and on the re on, do we want to call out Alexis and yeah. Will? Where are you guys? Where's Alexis, the rest of our community, Will guys? And our and over in the UK, and we've yeah, got Ali and Patrick. Uh, it's a fantastic team to work with. I am honored to be part of it. And I would say, I mean, our QA guys also help out on the customer Absolutely. service stuff. So Absolutely. You'll, you'll see um, some of them later on on the Austin side and the. Pretty large UK QA team now, so. Um, and let me just close with one more. Uh, I just want to thank you personally, Chris, on behalf of all the team members who have been with us this whole time. You're not just making this game come true, you are giving us the experience of our lives. We, we know nothing is going to be like this again, so thank you for making it possible. Uh, well, thank you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. thank you. Hey, right, hug. Thank you. I know. Don't make yeah, that into an enemy game. All right, I got a hug change too. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you very much. The best community team in the world. Thank and you. the best yeah, community team in the world. This is right October here. 10th and 2014. So, that's my birthday as well. All right. So, we were at one place in Montreal and we're you know, literally, it's I think about half a mile down the road is Behavior, and um, let's see what they've been up to. Yeah, I think they're gone. I mean, the yeah, only people still left standing are troubling, really. Matthew, yeah, Woodard, okay, producer. they're gone. So I'm a producer for uh, Star Citizen here at Behavior. I started uh, back in February 2013. We are a team of 40. Uh, we do have programmers, designers, and artists uh, working with us. We pick up the best talent, so this is I'm really proud of. Now, were they the ones that was doing the... Um, Dave Richard, lead game designer. The FPS? Prepare the design for uh, all that the, the features we do here at the, That was Delphonics, the okay, they were the ones with them. Okay, thanks. Objects. Uh, oh, yeah, they were doing all the flare stuff. Stéphane Beauchamp, lead programmer. Thanks, Sergeant Stéphane. Yann Frédéric Dissot, lead programmer. One of the things I'm really proud that the team accomplished this year, I would say the release of the new hangers in both programming and art. François Boucher, technical lead level designer. Stéphane Horvath, level designer. We started designing a couple planets. There's our core, but there's lots of uh, other planets that we're working on right now. Corentin Chevan, art director. Emmanuel Garcia, lead artist. Something we Notice he said there are a lot of other planets we're working on. Everybody is happy with uh, the new style and the new look. Etienne Beaulieu, UI designer. Christine Marsh, UI designer. 
Something that was really panic, fun bro. to do this year was mm -hmm. to help uh, the art team working on the hangars and all the different planet sites that they did. Maxime Goulet, 3D artist. Maxime Gaidan. Might have been their work that kind of made them realize that they needed procedural planets. The biggest one. Ryan McLean, 3D artist. Alexandre Devaux, 3D artist. We did the flares. The last one is the lockers, which got amazing reviews. We continuously get new projects. To All I know is my fish tank ain't got no fish so in it. The most proud of yeah. is to be able to get all those talents together. Well, which fish tank do we have? We had your full fish tank or just the original OG fish tank? I got that original so big tank, man. Big tank. My, my tank on my wow. Phoenix has no fish, and the one for the hangar has no fish. I ain't happy about that. I paid for those fish. Fish was freaking five bucks, man. Have you put it on the, um... They're funny stuff. Well, for a ticket for it? No, not ticket. The uh. Oh crap! I can't think of the bug. The bug thing. We're making it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I put a put it on the bug thing. In a thousand years in the future. My fish. We're really pushing to always stay in fiction. Every day. Worrying about these ships working and working and stuff. I'm worried about my fish. I'm really proud of the communication. Issue control. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Issue control. Yeah. Whether it's programming, level design, UI design, artist, everybody communicates very well. I'm just so proud of working on a big team like this. And which That's right, Sarge. Fish. Y'all go to the issue council and put those tickets in for the fish. We love. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can say them, but <laughs> they made some of my favorite games and they're on my team. And they the plants, the plants don't I move. I want my fish. pretty big because we're doing the first step into the, the persistent universe. They're just chip. Uh, we'll be building more and more planets. This is what I want to be able to I want to, us to be able to uh, not that this go into hangers together. So. Yes. Just mm. really yes. and your complex location. Yeah, they said they were working on that a couple of years, not like a couple of years, a few years ago. We've ever seen. That's one of the the big tasks that we had to make this year. We're creating all the interiors for that the That was game one of the first so things you were supposed to be able to do. You can go buy at the shops, parts for the, their ships or for their clothing, and it's all that we really. I mean, but I mean, started, uh, PTU, not PTU, 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 PTU. As it is, so 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 never there, you know. You could find yourself and have people get on, basically the same thing. And start developing all the different yeah, but then they can't see all your flair, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to, you know, you can't see my fish. Yeah. Don't get me on my fish again. I can't see my fish. Well, you ain't, you ain't got no fish. Got about three of them fish tanks, Jack. And they're watching the plants wave around. I got no fish. And this is amazing. You get feedback every month. I've never been part of anything like that. It's, I do match that one. It's pretty wild. Every month, we're going to put it There you go, table, Shiver. So hopefully the fans will enjoy what we got for them. This community, we're part of it. And what the other studios are making, it's really cool. Yeah, they do have pineapples on their shirt. Once in a while, I go on forums and I can <laughs> you know, just chats with, chat with the, the community, which is amazing. Knowing that there is so many fans looking at us, following us, seeing the development on Star Citizen, I think it's been I only have one because I have been able to do it so long. By the way, there's only one more day left and you fall before you get a fair friend. How the community feels towards our game and they really have high expectations and we're there to give it to them. I'm tempted to get my two my two more referral to get a fish tank, but it's not worth ninety dollars. Alright, if you guys haven't signed up for Star Citizen, look up Fast Cart. Do a referral for him so he can get his buggy. He's got to have another buggy and a red one on top of it. Uh, I mean, behavior do a great, yeah. fantastic job. So you're going to see some stuff later on that they're also 
quite involved in, but uh, they, you know, the hangers and buggy giveaway. most of the planet side environment. Buggy giveaway. Hey, that's a good thought. There it goes. We went to this bit now. I guess we didn't have a little slide with what baby did. Hang on, can I go back? Nope, there wasn't one. All right. Anyway, Behavior uh, doing an awesome job, and uh, let me go back before I go here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, but it's, yeah, uh, no, but I mean, yeah. All right, they I just actually, thought of a T-shirt you know, for Chris Roberts. Time ago, back Don't before, drink and click. Uh, I actually launched <laughs> launched the game back in 2010 and 2011. Uh, you know, I was considering coming back and doing uh, games again, and I was sort of thinking about, well, do I want to go and do something that I've been very well known about, or do I want to do this new thing that I kind of think would be really interesting to build? And uh, so I actually, you know, Behavior was uh, one of the groups that um, you know, I thought, okay, you know, I think there's a lot of talent in Montreal. I talked to them, and they actually provided some early uh, support um, for my very early demo and, and efforts, which was great. So uh, there's a little bit of them helping out made us be able to go and launch in October 2012, and it's very nice to have them part of the family and doing such an amazing job because, you know, in terms of the quality level of uh, the environments and art they're doing, it's exceptional. I mean, Montreal has an incredible talent base, and one of the advantages we have because of that is a lot of people from, you know, other places in Montreal like Ubisoft or Warner Brothers or whatever that, you know, they see, they you know, love spaceships. Who doesn't love spaceships? And so they're all going, okay, can I go work on Star Citizen? So, you know, we've got actually the team at Behavior has people that have been working on, you know, some of the biggest uh, AAA games uh, for for the last X number of years, and uh, they're uh, they're really you know you're only going to see it get better. I'm like really happy and impressed. So speaking of that, so we went. So now we get on this slide. Um, <laughs> hey, Natty, jump. Now I've been told. So I think everyone here there was actually we have a nice very pretty double page brochure. So um, I was told that uh, the first 890 went on sale about an hour ago and sold out in one minute, so, uh, <laughs> which is a bit of crazy. Uh, so I think the next one is at midnight tonight. I think we're doing it every five hours. Uh, so um, anyway, it, you know, the thing I would say about this is actually is the first ship that we sort of white boxed and designed out of uh, behavior. And so this was done by Quarantine and Nicholas Ferrand, who, uh, uh, you know, Quarantine's the art director at behavior. Maybe Nicholas not out yet. Incredibly talented. Um, concept artist that's worked on lots of movies and a bunch of because other stuff. Because behavior was doing it first. And uh, I think they did a pretty amazing design uh, on the 890 Jump. I think you guys all have yeah, a... Yeah, that design looks different from the current one. For it. I like uh, it. But yeah. yes, it's... Uh, if you want to hang out with your friends and cruise the star system in style, I think it's the ship to fly in. And uh, just, you know, one thing that I think is important because uh, I did notice some chatter on the, uh, like on the that, forums uh, about it. Is it's a different size ship and a different arm ship than what we'd originally spec'd out. I mean, essentially what we do, and this is kind of, an, this is a, sort of an aside, but, uh, you know, the Reclaimer was a much smaller ship in the specs. But once we got the actual 3D concept model in and we started to size it up next to the Constellation, the size should be for, say, the cockpit, it was quite clear that it was a much bigger ship. And the same really was the case with uh, the... 890 jump. I mean, when we looked at it, the proportions, and you know, if you went back, I went back here to this. Where is it? That's not really in a 70 meter long ship, basically. <laughs> so, so essentially, I, you know, and I know there was a bit of chatter about the oh, that's 85x. That, uh, that looks was, different. Uh, you know, fairly pricey. 
But really, yep. the the way everyone should think about this is that's supporting the game, supporting yeah, all the development that we're doing. It's a little bit more rounded off the game, and stuff. On the it. ship in, yeah, the, exactly. in the universe. You don't need to. You don't I need like, to buy. I like, buy, the, I like the concept to, that show, Do any pirates. of that, but if you want to support, then it's awesome because it sort of allows us to make things bigger and better. And I love to make things bigger and better. Um, but uh, but I I I think that this kind of ship and things like the Reclaimer and some of the specialty ships sort of are going to make the universe and adventuring around it uh, much richer and much more real because you sort of have all these different ships with different roles and it's actually really interesting to have real players run them instead of AI at the very beginning when you get into the universe. So it's kind of nice to have a, a populated world where you have certain different classes of ships. So I'm looking forward to getting into the game and seeing players run their Idris Corvette and you know have some of their friends with their Hornets on the deck and sort of do this kind of sort of co combined uh, arms uh, coordination and and then some other people show up, you know, a group of pirates and they try and take the Idris out. I mean, that that's kind of an emergent gameplay that I don't think I've seen in any other game and I that is something that Star Citizen is definitely going to deliver and uh, I'm totally curious because I'm already amazed by what people do just in Arena Commander with just a few ships. So, you know, having people be able to, you know, fly big ships with other small ships that launch off them and sort of, you know, command other people with their, you know, give sort of air tactical combat orders to people flying fighters. It's going to be pretty pretty interesting. Or some people may just want to trade and have some people to protect them. So I think that's kind of one of the things that makes Star Citizen special. And I think it's one of the things that will make the game different than what people have done before. And the 890 Jump is a, this is the version of the, this is a, you want to cruise in style. I mean, just to let you know, by the way, 123 feet. Uh, Paul Allen's octopus is 120, uh, 123 meters. Paul Allen's octopus is 126 meters. So basically, you're cruising like Paul Allen if you've got one of these things. Uh, all right, enough about the 890 jump. Let's move on. There we go. You can so, never say enough uh, about the, the 890 studio, jump. Um, we're going to uh, have a video from, and uh, afterwards, we're going to do some live demonstration for you guys. Uh, is the Austin studio. Uh, it's our when first it studio that we've started at, and do you count? we've, uh, you know, as <laughs> we've grown, we've sort of refactored how we're doing development, and so each one of the studios is starting to specialize in an aspect of the game. So Austin is focusing on the Persistent Universe. Tony Zurovec is the director of the Persistent Universe. Um, he can't I was looking at the name on the side. It's a crazy. Just, uh, had a baby son um, earlier this week. Like so congratulations, Tony and Margarita, who's his wife. Um, so, uh, but, you know, we've taken the team in Austin and we've, we're focusing them on Persistent Universe. And the other thing that we do in Austin is we do a lot of the online operations, so running the servers for Arena Commander, ultimately the Persistent Universe. Uh, a lot of the, you know, our, one of our big QA hubs is Austin, the second one's in the UK. Uh, and uh, sort of the sort of publishing operations when we deliver um, patches and all that stuff is done in Austin. But, Let's, uh, let's hear from them instead of me. My name is uh, Tony Zerbeck, and I'm the director of... Hello, Tony Z. And I'm just really excited to be working with uh, so many bright individuals on such a groundbreaking project. I've always been attracted to games that present the player with uh, highly detailed environments and then give them the freedom to pursue their own interests, and that's ultimately the underlying objective. 
a lot of the ships, they come by my desk and I do final you polish on a lot of them. Some of them I've built completely, like the 300i. You know, the racing thing has been a, uh, a thing that's been uh, kind of going on lately, you know, with the Murray Cup that we had and the M50. Yeah, well, Chris wanted the M50 to have that Formula One look. So I elongated the nose and I put the little pins in the front and the paint job on it. So it's, but that's the beauty about it, you know, we can always tweak our ships, you know, it's not like a final game that's out and that's what you get. Yeah. It's like, you know, we can always make our ships better. Hey, I'm James Wright, I'm a senior game engine programmer. Having Large World complete will give us the technology we need to build truly massive star systems that give the, the player of our game the experience you really expect in a game like Star Citizen. My name is Tom Davies, I'm a senior gameplay programmer. From the galaxy view, we can look at all of the star systems that exist in the galaxy, and a designer can come in here and, and edit the properties uh, of a particular star system. We can look at a star system as a whole, and all of the elements within a system, the planets and look the moons and the sun, jump points. Uh, so this is the Sol system, so we can see Mercury here, and Venus and Earth, and we can go in and we can edit the properties of, of any of these elements. Hi there, I'm Sean Tracy. I'm the Engine Technical Director at Cloud Imperium Games. That guy, he's Dan Tracy's brother. The scale. Um, and I don't even just mean scale of production, I mean actual physical scale within the game is absolutely enormous. In typical MMOs, you tend to see a lot of very narrowly focused missions. Uh, go here, do this, and <laughs> they may string a number of those together, but it's still very much dictated by the designer in terms of what you're doing, what the order is, etc. If you contrast that what with that? a more typical game to where you handcraft all the individual levels, you're able to do something that's much more interesting in terms of you can control the pacing, you can have a variety of you know, sub-objectives that are all piece of the puzzle of accomplishing that larger, you know, all-encompassing objective. We're going to try to basically find a middle ground in between cool. those two extremes to where we can algorithmically generate this multi-objective content that's going to have you know, a beginning, a middle, an end, to where you may wind up having missions that are created such that First, you receive a distress call, and you, you don't know what you know what's going on. You wind up going over there, and it turns out that it's a freighter under attack by pirates. And so you take out the pirates, but you don't actually kill all of them, and one of them you wind up interrogating. And that pirate, in turn, winds up giving you the location of a remote pirate outpost, and you go there. and. You take out the pirate outpost, and then you wind up uh, ascertaining the location of where the entire you know, pirate organization for that sector is storing their treasure. But of course, it's going to be guarded, you know, very heavily defended. The point is that each one of these little components is something that a designer has intricately crafted, and, and then we're going to look for ways to which we can logically combine these elements together and maintain thematic consistency, maintain a, a sufficient level of gradually rising uh, tension, action, uh, an increase in the rewards that are being offered to the player, so that each one of the missions that you wind up undertaking is going to have a lot more to it than just go here, do this specific objective, and then you're done. And yet, we'll still be able to offer the players an absolutely gargantuan amount of content.
My name's Gortzos, senior technical Tony Z had not changed. So He's still making people fall down. Some art tools and art structures. I had to shake my head at the speaking. Which is no small task. Thankfully, we at Star Citizen were able to push things a lot further than we were in the past. Especially oh. hardware. Yeah, I think he's a guy that the studios always say, like, oh, look, Tony, we just gotta stop. Characters are one of the pillars needed to create a convincing world, and the more convincing the world, the more enjoyable the experience is going to be for the players. The player experience is going to be improved considerably by the fact that we're actually simulating all of these NPCs in the background. That's cool, prices, The missions being offered, which NPCs you see in which area, which ships you see in which area. They had female concept back then. We talk about Shiva. The economic simulator that's going to establish context for the entire system. If you see something occurring, you know, uh, within a particular, you know, section of space, or you see an NPC doing something, it's because there is logical, rational reason in the course of this entire fully functional economy why that's, you know, why that's happening. One of the things that we've been developing <laughs> is the skeleton for our, our main character. Uh, our original skeleton, which you can play in the hangar, you run around getting your ships, is a very old skeleton. There's a lot of little things like uh, we didn't realize that the hips were locked in the Y and X translation, which we've unlocked. And now instead of having a character like running straight down a rail, our character actually has bob and, and weave, and you kind of get that more natural animation. Uh, there's actually going to be a wide variety of ways by which NPCs are made, you know, uh, more unique. Okay, that was a good job on the hips intoxication, work. Intoxication, exhaustion, you know, very Yeah, but they, they ran with the hip lock for like two years and didn't uh, notice. Stand by the bar and dole out <laughs> drinks. He's going to actively serve patrons. He's going to sweep the floors and a variety of other such things. There are going to be millions of NPCs getting simulated, and that's going to lend context to the missions and the characters that you'll see in the various locations throughout the game. The only reason why you would see a freighter or a pirate in a particular place what is, is that on a, on a whiteboard sense within the greater game why they're actually there. I I'm think John that's part of like uh, the bars and the tables and the layout center. and how and so positions and seats are set up and how they're going to get the AI All of going. the technical operations of the company including the live game servers, all of the development environments, a lot of the internal processes, so that if there are any technical issues, we're aware of them immediately and we can take action to resolve them. That page has the a change since includes a lot of well before 2014. The platform that serves the website and account information for the game. It includes building the game once it's been completed by the developers and the artists and the designers so that we can make a build that QA can test that can then be published to the servers and ultimately patched out to the public so that they can play the game. We've also you want to see our operations team. A year ago it was very small and a lot of the servers just sat under people's desks in various places and now we have fancy server rooms and bigger operations and live servers that the public can play on. So there's a lot of growth happening over the last year and a lot more to come in the next year. I'm Justin Benford. I'm Keegan Standifer. Jeffrey Peace. Melissa Estrada. Andrew Hussey. Oh, so different. I didn't recognize what the glasses. What do you think some of the funniest bugs are? Freelancer breakdancing is probably the funniest one that I've seen. Um, when you crouch, your knees go through your back. Yeah. The character folding in on itself. Getting stuck in the chair. Then your character looks like I miss Witch Glitch. I want to see more Witch Glitch. Eyeballs flying around, yeah. losing your face. 
Yeah, it was a pleasure having you. Bye, Shiver. Oh, yeah, I did backflip. Yeah, it's a constellation. Like, so they just decided to, like, my people need me. So my favorite moment here uh, was obviously the day I got hired, which was only a couple weeks ago. Um, but I'm here, and uh, we're going to make a big difference here. Favorite moment? Uh, I think the ice bucket challenge was pretty exciting. Probably when we asked our mocap talent to act out toilet and bar animations. I think the most exciting thing happened to me recently, from this year anyway, is uh, getting the task to make this is bullshit banner. <laughs> my favorite moment? Bamboos, baby. Bamboos. My favorite moment is now. What's next? I think it's time to get out of our hangars. I mean, we've been staring at the same four walls for about a year now, so it's No, time we've been staring the at them for the past we're five years. No, walk around on the planet side, eventually get your friends in there, social module is on its way, and then we'll be bringing you all the other planets as we start bringing them online. The next thing after that, we start connecting up all these planets and all these systems. God, they gotta do better with this music. For the first time. Well, citizens, it's been <laughs> a dear. fun ride. Stay dear. I hope it continues. Happy birthday, Star Citizen. Oh, my little pony lunchbox. All right, gang, we're doing a buggy giveaway. Gray Cat buggy giveaway. Type in exclamation buggy, and we're going to give it away. And you got to be here. So, uh, so we have some of the members buggy. from Austin here tonight. Where are you guys? You want to throw your hands up back in this way? I think. Where we got? I can't see you. It's dark back there, but. We got Mark and Chris Smith. I think uh, Mark Hong, who you guys haven't met, but he's a water construction manager. Uh, I think one of our guys from QA, Andrew. Uh, and what's that? Okay, all right. Uh, anyway, they're back there doing an awesome job. And another person you saw in the video, Sean Tracy. Um, where are you, Sean? Come up. So Sean joined us from Crytek. Uh, so you may know him from, you may know Sean from the next uh, great starship, but actually Sean was one of the principal people at Crytek that made Star Citizen happen. So uh, there was a fair number of, um, I, I guess the best way to describe it would be Wing You're disqualified for that joke um, standard. Crytek. Uh, <laughs> and Sean, when I first was talking, because I was talking to both uh, Crytek and I was By the way, this giveaway is only for the live stream. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can't uh, enter buddy in the uh, comments and affect you know, the way. I'm sorry about that. what would be best to sort of put Star Citizen on. And, uh, you know, Sean was, <laughs> let me put it this way, a great evangelist. And, uh, and, and not only helped out, and, and actually was helping long before I ever did the two. I mean, back, I think we first had our conversations back in, uh, well, even maybe 2010. 2010 yeah. And then when I started on the, the actual prototype, the, like 2011 towards the end, you started right. to help out. And, Sean also marshaled other Wing Commander fans back in Crytek to, to like after hours or give tips. So that's, you know, Paul Rendell, who's our uh, lead uh, engineer here in LA, who's incredibly amazing and talented, uh, was another one of these uh, amazing people that helped me do the uh, original prototype, and I wouldn't be able to do it without Paul. I think this is the most talky of all the Citizen Cons, uh, just so you'll know. So like those Crytek. of you who might feel this is kind of painful. There, there was and, more uh, stuff. They, they did all so, the individual so Sean, studios at this one, and this was way... Like, you notice we haven't seen any real really game footage yet? It, this is uh, real and, talky. Uh, we're going to um, do a demonstration, I think, of something that mm. the Austin team... 
So it's coming now. Do you think they have? Right? Do you think they have more panels now? So to compact all those panels into one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the presentations now are hour long. You know what I mean? Versus back then, they were just a few minutes, ten minutes, twenty, fifteen minutes. I mean, let's put it. I mean, they gave Tony G his own panel, so just that alone. Well, let me say this: the panels are more interesting now. Okay, be way more, you know, look at, you can see how. But again, this was that transition year. There was a lot transitioning here. So, so you'll, the same progression will happen. But I think when you see what we show you, you'll get an idea of why I we're think so excited. He's announced that, that, we're so happy that you guys three people have come from Crytek in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think incredible experience. Absolutely. Um, so first and foremost, I need to thank all the guys back in Austin. Leading right up to this event, it's been uh, really long days. Uh, so, Court, Nate, Jake, everybody in the Austin studio, Rob, um, it's really nice that you guys uh, that you guys still stayed so late with me, even through the night last night. So, yeah, it was right down to the wire, but uh, I think you guys will appreciate it. So, yeah, cool. Uh, so, will you get, get it rolled? And let me while you're talking, let me see if I have anything to say on. All right, so it takes a few minutes to boot this thing up. Uh, but you know, ultimately, I mean, I, like I said, you know, we've, uh, with Austin, the idea is to sort of focus Austin on the persistent universe. Behavior um, reports into Austin, building the persistent universe together, because it's ultimately, it's the house that everything lives inside. So everything we're doing in space, in Arena Commander, everything we're doing in the first person shooter aspect and the combat, ultimately will all fold into this huge persistent universe that is sort of all built at a level of, scale and detail that um, you know, I, most people probably think we're totally crazy for trying to do. Uh, and we may be, but you know, if, you don't, if you don't dream, you don't ever achieve anything. So, uh, Why? She's still introspective. And, and the funny thing is, when you do dream, for, you know, look what happens, right? So a lot of other people have the same. Yep, when you dream, you have nightmares. Progress that we've made over, over the, you know, Last, I mean, I'd like to say two years, but if you think about when we finished the funding, I'd like a two hundred fifty million dollar nightmare. Solid development. It's been but a lot. But two hundred eighty now, right? Takes time to scale up. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna look it up. Hold on. We made considering the it is. plus or minus two eighty one point eight. Who's counting? Uh, <laughs> Who's counting <laughs> after two hundred fifty? Look at all the games they take. You know, Destiny took five years plus. GTA five took five years plus. So. Um, so I think our team's going. I'm just seeing where we're yeah, going. Almost a 2.6 million star citizens. Load up a lot of stuff. Basically. 5k to go. Or um, 5k to go. Yeah. So I need to tap dance a bit more. Uh, melt down my Bitcoin and but, send uh, it in. But no, Austin is focusing. <laughs> so the things they're focusing on is they're, they're um, fleshing out the back end uh, networking infrastructure that the whole persistent universe lives in. Um, you know, they're working on the large world. Um, which also we're doing some support in. Yeah, uh, coffee. In you're LA right. We've and, come a long uh, way, baby. Shanghai, because we have a another ex Crytek uh, engineer that um, wrote a whole sort of MMO system that's in CryEngine, and he's helping change us over for the the large world. His uh, name is uh, Alan Chen, and he's also another incredible talented programmer. Uh, and so we're building that. Um, we're one. creating the environment, mm -hmm. doing art direction <laughs> for the overall. Planet side uh, stuff and of, designing of, the system. Was it a sort of the mission prophecy of things to come? Um, you saw sort of a little bit of the beginning of the uh, the rough like system editors and universe editor stuff, uh, which sort of had very sort of rough graphic-y stuff. And I'm sure it's going to get more polished over time. 
uh, but it's a tool that we use to build all the stuff. And so the bones are getting built there, and that is 100% the focus of uh, the Austin Studio now. Um, okay, we're ready now. So let's <laughs> switch over to the computer feed. Let's go. You want to go? What is this? So what we're going to show Here's you is demo, kind of a little idea of what the gameplay is going to be like without the without the CryEngine streaming issues. I remember this. This is blew me away. I went out and bought the Connie after I saw this. Hmm. So, uh, and by the way, it's just the beginning of it, really. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, we have the, the it's the same. It's the uh, multi-ship local physics grid stuff that's working. So, um, as the more same thing, stuff, thing, the more thing, out, data same. Uh, that's so the Mark III. Remember that version? Um, outside Stanton. When he wanted to show us how the ship would uh, move, we'd be able to walk is, around uh, in it. The Art Court planet. I can't remember which Stanton it is. One of the Stanton. Remember that dining table like back there? Three Stanton four. I yeah. Dave Haddock was here, he'd be able to tell Around doors. Are you here, Dave? I'm sure he, he, he was up uh, editing the opening montage. So I think he may actually be sleeping. They got that stuff filled up there. Uh, but you know, as as uh, Paul said, and this is our cargo base that we have inside our Yeah, that's all place stuff Paul too. Paul <laughs> said, the, uh, you know, this is one of the things that we quite think is great is that we can fly around in a whole environment and then work around uh, in our ship while our ship's flying around. And the prototype we wanted to do is really sort of show you sort of a very early prototype in engine of I want to say it's what it's going to be like when we land on oh, the Oh, it planet. is. So uh, do we want yeah. to cross the mission when you get a chance? Oh, no, no, no. That's, no? The, that's the Andromeda, right. brother. That's the Mark III version of it. Yeah, you can only ask for landing permission when you sit down. We're on the Mark IV now. Tower is a commercial vessel Calypso requesting EDL assistance. And this is back when Chris, his idea was that you would fly in on a path audio to come down. in. There was no this like just low. flying in any old Three, way back the then. And I would have been fine with this one. I thought this was amazing. Right? <laughs> I could, I could imagine myself before two months and saying, oh wow, this is cool, I should probably be, be coming back. I want you to notice the monitors that have multiple colors. Difference though, the monochromatic look to the city, you know, don't have a lot of color in it. Originally, you were going to have to fly a fly path into the landing. Yeah, especially for the big cities. Uh huh. I was able to kill me. I was able to get a physical package for the toys when I when I when I'm back. So. Yeah, when they came out, I bought the Phoenix. Landing complete. 
Thank you for using Pentatech EDL Assist. Enjoy your stay on ArcCorp. Oh, that table. Okay, I missed what you're talking about. Yeah, remember that? Oh. <laughs> hey, you remember that table times. now? Yeah. I remember people were trying to get to the um, area of deck ready calculation. Well, I got out there a zillion times. I got photos and everything posing around that sucker. Right. But you're right. It was a weird glitch to get out there. Yeah, it looks that way now, Kimmy, but it looked gorgeous back then, man. Always wish those I mean, doors opened good. up. Remember those doors didn't open? That was such a fake. Right. Trying to get through right. the doors. Glitch through them. You should glitch through them. I got to glitch through them one time. Yep. <laughs> Getting out of customs, trying to get in there. Fake, it's a scam. Those doors don't open. Yep, we never did see those doors open up. Next. I'd love this. I love the whole customs thing here. I can't wait till they kick this in where this works with bringing in contraband or whatever. Stand by, starting scan. I think this might have been it. This might have been a moment. Definitely to colossal. Back. Yep, definitely colossal. By entering Area 18, you agree to abide by all laws and regulations set by Art Corp and the UEE. And carrying no widow on you. Immediate prosecution. <laughs> Figure kill me out delivery. You're clear to go. Please exit the checkpoint. What's in the box, fool? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time walking through oh. the doors. Remember that? I think I think this is it. When I saw that globe spinning. That was yeah, it, huh? That's probably it. You were sold. Yeah. So, <laughs> got it. Bring the volume down a bit. Got it. Uh, so emptied the bank, the piggy bank. We, we just uh, went through sort of. Kind of the idea would be you'd be flying in space. To this day, I know I'm talking about crap, but to this day, I still want a, a mini snow globe. Uh, we'll do a lot of transitions coming down, but it's all going to be seamless. You can walk around, look around your ship as you land. You land, you get permission, and uh, now we're uh, sort of in the sort of main uh, concourse area. Yeah, we all got ran over Colossal. All the maniacs when they had uh, nothing else to do. Let's look at the other place before we killer buggies. We actually have working. <laughs> Uh, but basically, this is here where you would go. You would go to, you know, buy a ship yeah, or buy crazy item coffee. You're right. We thought this was amazing. To, uh, you know, get a new mission or, you know, it still is amazing for a time. Oh, yeah. yeah it was amazing. Black market deal or get a sort of slightly gray mission. Uh, and a lot of the planets will be very big. <laughs> yeah, like Earth and Terra will have lots of locations. Yeah, the med bay. I hate that we didn't respawn back in the med bay versus our rooms. I, I wish the med bay was active again. This isn't just kind of FPS significantly more than you get on any. Yeah, you're witnessing the the birth of a backer fast car. Another level, I believe. What thirty million polys at our high point, right? So that's a lot. Now we'll optimize it, but that's a hell of a lot running in. 
Um, you should look so, at the yeah, water. I mean, obviously we're at very early stages, yeah. so like in terms of the AI and the cycles and people going because around, because it reflects the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the ship in the sky, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, the play, the different AI yeah, that was good stuff. When they first did it, they around. faked it. They'll be there basically. Mm-hmm. When, when they first brought it out, I looked at a puddle uh, and, and you know, I saw a reflection of the moon, and then I looked in the sky and the sun was up there. And I sent it a ticket. I'm like, dude, what's up? planet that's sort of not doing so well then you'll see graffiti and maybe there's more crime and there's not quite as many people and no, that's when i said that they haven't finished the reflector shaders yet something we weren't originally going to do but with the full fps mechanics and system and the modular sort of procedural system that tony's working on and you know if you remember when we first introduced him the first um game job he had was he was the ai programmer on ultimate seven i believe so uh, he loves AI, so he's got this whole massive plan for the economy and how the AI is going to run around in that. And so all of that, this is just early like placeholder people, but there'll be people going about. You'll be hearing what they. It call, is amazing to see how they've expanded on the whole Arcorp thing after seeing this. You can see the elements that they kept and how they, you know, developed them further. Um, but let's uh, let's go into. Uh, so one example would be then we'd go into a shop, Dumpers Depot. I think we've shown a little bit of before. It's a bit more fleshed out, but let's go inside. And Dumpers Depot is a place that you can go and sort of get stuff repaired, um, you know, get some sort of secondhand uh, used items and equipment. But this is the high, this is the whole, like, this is the vision of, of Star Citizen. You're out in space. And you've got the high fidelity of your ships, and you get down on the planet, and you're running around in fidelity space. Come on, the environment, hey, characters are running around. Need uh, to look around. Everything's for sale. So we have. I glitched my yeah, way I'm back sorry. there in the back, back in the back where the laser and thing was. Deeper. When you get so back there, only half of the ship is there. <laughs> soon we will, but th- this is yeah. really to sort of show you the ambition and the scope. The level yeah, of, I thought uh, I was going to say, I thought the whole universe. And we are yeah, you designing know, and building everything like that so that we will be able to sort of do stuff at this level um, on a lot of different planets. It involves uh, some stuff that we'll be talking about um, going forward. Because I was really dungeon for sci fi going back there. Still am. have different architecture types and put them together fairly quickly. So it's sort of a pseudo. Like partly designed. Because I was sick and tired of like elves and dwarves and all that whatnot. Mm-hmm. Piece that he was doing. And um, anyway, I you know this was a combination of work by the Austin team and the Behavior team who uh, built the Arcorp um, landing environment. Yep, that's right, Kimmy. Arcorp was not uh, necessarily the good guy. So I hope you like that. It's kind of. No. And thank you, Sean. And we'll optimize that more going forward. All right. That's what we're doing. I should have had that slide on earlier. Uh, all right. And uh, my model is too busy. So I thought at the end of this, we'd just sort of talk about the roadmap, just so you guys are aware. Um, states are subject to change, just to let you guys know. Uh, but at the end of this year, we're planning on Arena Commander 1.0 with the, the features that we talked at. Um, we are going to be showing uh, the FPS. Oh, I just thought with uh, the end stock of just that. What's funny? I still, uh, I still get frames like that in uh, Area 18. Yeah. Beginning of 2015, towards the beginning, we're going to do the FPS module that everyone gets because uh, there's 
a lot of other things that go into making sure that everyone can get it and it has all the different maps and levels beyond sort of a, a sort of controlled uh, uh, demonstration of the features. Then the planet side social module will be after that. Arena Commander 2.0, which will be the multi-crew ship combat. And that's the idea with Arena Commander is we sort of use that as the test bed for all the space stuff that will go into Pluto's universe. So we'll add new game modes and missions to Arena Commander that will sort of simulate uh, missions that may happen when you're in a multi-crew ship or, you know, like, uh, you know, defend the Idris or attack the Idris or a mission from, you know, making sure this cargo ship goes from point A to point B and one team's trying to take the cargo ship out, another team's trying to defend it. So the, the arena commander for us is a test bed to try out game style. If you're wondering, the show has about 10 more minutes in the screen, um, in the video. Squadron 42. Tell your friends. Um, and... So we haven't really, I mean, you saw a little bit of a, a peak of Squadron, uh, like some of the scale when you saw that Shubin. And by the way, that was not textured, right? So just the UK, guy, UK guys want to let you know that that was a gray box. Uh, so it's going to look like a whole level. Of, but the level of scale and detail in it. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm privy to a bunch of stuff that we haven't shown you guys yet. And Squadron 42 is a bit difficult because we don't really want to give away the story and everything. You remember but how quick they, they, quickly they went from base to planet? Itself, if I was making oh, yeah. like 10 seconds. Wing Commander, like, <laughs> I bet people wish that it would be that Squadron quick 42, to, to land on the planet now. Squadron 42 is even a little more than that. So I have to say that the level of design and implementation on the missions and in terms of flying, being down on the ground, different things, there's puzzles. It's like it's it's crazy. It's like... It's that I would I would put Squadron 42 up against any other AAA um, sort of console title, just by itself. Um, now it's a it's a huge amount of content. Uh, I believe that uh, you know uh, they're estimating something like. I'm gonna tell you, my son-in-law is a big story. console player, uh, so especially like Red Dead. They're breaking uh, it up uh, into uh, episodes, so think of it like a, a mini series event. So that's why GTA. episode one. Will be the and first I one that we launched. And my I think the plan is to and hooked roll it up them out and put Star Citizen on for him so he could play that. Then all his friends on the other two games said, Where are you, man? Like, he's been playing straight for two weeks. And while we're doing that, we're. Um, also. It just took him right off the consoles. Uh, expanding planet side to the Persistent Universe. So you'll be playing Persistent Universe what kind of, as what kind of laptop you're you have? going through Squadron 42. It's a uh, um, Dell 1750 But we'll never really be done because we're always going to be adding XPS. cool new yeah, stuff to it. it's a gaming it. laptop. Uh, but that's the order that we're doing. So that's kind of the 2015 order and lineup. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's in production. I mean, there's a lot more people. Has a Thunderbolt port, and so ago. you can use an external and so GPU. So you're going to start to see the benefits and fruits ah. of that. In, uh, so when you're ready to game, and, uh, boom, you plug it in. I mean, I see a little monitor. head of when you guys it's are got a big 60-inch TV, 4K. This is stuff I really want you guys to see and have fun with. Um, so this is what you guys have done. So because I mean, you know, the one thing you know we say but games about when you desktop, but it really is. I mean, we don't have a publisher. We don't have an investor we only have a community that has come together to make this game uh, which is just a shared dream and I, and I thought you know it would be interesting for you guys to sort of you know to reflect I mean because this I mean what has been done in a relatively short time is the beginning you know we had seven citizens which basically I don't know if you know the story but we were testing the site and we took the firewall down and for, I don't know what it was, it was uh, 
just serendipity or something. There was a Reddit thread going on, whatever happened to, I think, Freelancer it was. And then they someone looked up what I was doing, and then they saw that there was a registration for Robert Space Industries. And someone went to the site, and we'd actually taken the firewall down at that instant to test out the registering on the site. And so we people have been hardcore we there, the thing web guys since day one. Like, oh yeah, these some guys, you know what's happening? And I don't know who they are. And then we figured it out it was on the Reddit, and so uh, and it was actually. Figure out how to get a leak what, from but, you know, that was one of those moments that I, it, it's just that's fate because because of that. Figure out how to register before they were out, and then when we actually opened the website up, I think you know we had ten thousand people in the first day, which is pretty amazing. And I think it was partly because of that. That's testament to today's world and virality and Reddit and all these other amazing things. Um, uh, you know, we obviously had no money. Uh, <laughs> we're in a deficit. We spent a bunch doing the demo. Uh, there were five, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say five developers. There was a time when Star Citizen had no money. Can you imagine? It was me. I mean, there was people helping out. Like I do. Sean and Paul uh, in their sort of spare time. Uh, and uh, Dave Haddock uh, was there. And... Uh, Sandy was putting together the whole like plan for the for the, uh, the website and how we were going to roll it out and the crowdfunding campaign, which uh, I think it was a pretty good plan. So, um, and then and we had Tree Ships model, which was done by PG Bot. Uh, so, uh, and then obviously we did the campaign. It went well. One year later, we had two hundred seventy thousand of you guys, um, which pretty impressive. Although not as impressive as we have now. We had twenty-one million, I think. Uh, I can't remember. I thought we hit 20 during CitizenCon last year, but I could be wrong. Maybe we hit 21. Uh, and uh, we had uh, 90 people working on the game, although that was not in-house. That was, uh, I think we had about 50 people in-house and about uh, 40 uh, contractors, uh, or maybe about 40 in-house and 50 contractors, and we had some ships models. And then today we have 615,000 people that are registered on the site, 56 million in crowdfunding. Uh, 280 people working around the world. So if you take a think about it. You got you guys have given jobs to 280 people, which is pretty awesome. Um, especially you know, I mean, sometimes the game like business goes down, sometimes it goes up. So 500 uh, you guys are helping the game business go up a little bit. So thank you very much. Uh, but no, just you know, to allow that many people to get to work on a game that they really love uh, and have passion about. If you talk to a lot of people working on Star Citizen, they'll tell you how much they just love working on the game and the process and doing it with all you guys. Uh, and yes, we have a lot of ships modeled, although we haven't shared them all with you. But that is uh, a pretty amazing achievement, what we've done in a relatively short order of time. Uh, as a thank you, uh, all this week, everybody can fly every ship in Arena Commander, irrelevant of what you've got. Um, so. Thank you to such an amazing, yeah, amazing community. Every ship, that's when they only had like how many I think ships? It's though? appropriate to end with a yeah. as all five trainers. game. Uh, <laughs> what we're building together is made possible by all you guys. Um, as I mentioned at the very beginning, although if I get that back up, uh, that is the mosaic with every one of the organizations that is part of uh, the community right now. Uh, and it's pretty amazing. And I'm constantly amazed and humbled. So I would like to thank all the teams and everyone around the world that's working on Star Citizen. I would love, I want to thank everybody that has back to everyone that's part of the community. Uh, it's an amazing ride. It's only just beginning. I can't wait to see what you guys think and experience and 
enjoy what we're going to do this next year and going forward. So I think that's the end of my presentation, but thank you all, <laughs> and let's have a drink or two. I, I, by the way, I don't feel like I should do this. Let's get the, uh, can, I, can I get all the team members up here? Because the people that we've got here as team members should come up here. Because it would be nice if you got to actually see them. Because I, don't, don't I the shouldn't cake. get all the applause. Bring out the because, cake. Uh, I'm just one guy on this thing. So come on. Come on, team members. Did they do one this year? I don't even remember. I don't know, I don't know if they started celebrating the birthday in 2014 yet. Unless you're talking about your cake fast I mean, cart, maybe you're talking about the one for your birthday. Yeah. Maybe that's the one you're thinking about. <laughs> no, no, my cake was in 2016. <laughs> and of course, there's only a small amount of people that we have. Who's coming up? Yeah, yeah I don't think they started doing the birthday celebration until after. Yeah, I'm going to come this way so we. You know, one thing I will say about another group company, CCP, I do love the fact that they all, and I hate to say that, <laughs> they all have CCP shirts on when they come out, which looks a little more, you know what I mean? Uniform. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I would think, I would think of something like that. But, I mean, this is, you know, oh, don't get this me is wrong. fun, too. It, 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 it gives them all individuality. It shows them their laid back I'm, company. I'm happy with this, because otherwise people will be complaining that they're spending hey, money buying small, shirts for their guys. Small so. representation <laughs> of everyone working on the game. <laughs> So, yeah, they're complaining about and everything. I, I agree with Aaron. Yeah, but so this is an impromptu okay, call-up, too, here. so it wasn't like, hey, yeah. the company Thank you so much for supporting That's true. It's much more no, organized. They, 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 yeah, they still don't wear the same shirts and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And, and now we should have a drink. Whether it's like Blizzard or CCP, like you said, they would. That's not a lot. of those go even crowdfunded. All right. Big time. Do it. Okay, that's as big as the team was back then. It's a where's toast? Huh. Oh, Chris Smith walking down out front. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you all officially survived the two hours <laughs> from 2014. Um, <clears throat> Fast Cart, you got any takeaways? Anything in particular? On yeah, I mean, definitely it was that definitely that in the end of the presentation when they're landing on the on the planet. That's part that got to be what sold me on 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 becoming a backer. Just that presentation, that part of the presentation right there. Even though it's like it wasn't buggy, but so much of the frame drops and stuff like that, I was still still. Um, taken in by the the atmosphere and the look and the style and yeah, this was something I was looking I was looking for and hoping for back back then. I still am. Definitely, I remember. Like I said, I bought as soon as I saw that, I bought the Connie package. At that time, the Connie package was two seventy five. You got like sixteen different things that came with it. The soundtrack. Remember back then they used to package Squadron 42's game package and Star right, Citizen's right, game right. package. I got when I first back, I got the C15P and a 
one of the lower um, packages. But then I melted those and bought a Connie Taurus physical package mm. that came with all those 16 stuff in, inside of it. And I still have the Connie Taurus package. Unique, anything stuck with you about this show? Um, not so much that, you know, it was a lot of talking back then and they weren't showing a lot of content. Mm -hmm. uh, I do enjoy looking at the back now and seeing how much better their production value is and yeah. the quality of the things that they're putting out now for shows. It's it's a huge contrast and it's pretty amazing how far they've come. That's a good point. And, and it, it grows. Uh, like you said, as you watch it each year, you've seen how it's grown, especially when you go back this far, you definitely see the difference in it. Um, just so you guys know, the second month, second Sunday of every month, we're doing one of these sitcoms. So next month will be Citizen Con 2015, which was a very controversial Citizen Con because of, and I'll, I'll give you with the hint of why it was controversial. The set design was a big issue and people said things about the set, not understanding where it was being shot. If you want to, if you want to uh, tell me what the controversy was at the next show, we might have a giveaway prize for you. Uh, if you can tell me what the controversy was about, about 2015, that a lot of people raised a lot of sand. About. Don't tell me today. If you know what it is, don't tell me this week. You got to tell me <laughs> on the show next month when we do it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. what I don't know what it is for 2015, but 2016, I can probably retire you. Okay. Yeah, All right. I'm cool. Very all right cool all right so listen we, we're going to do our giveaway thank you all again for hanging out with us if you haven't if you want to get in the giveaway uh type exclamation point buggy we're going to give away a gray cat buggy six months of insurance it's not an lti just so you guys will know uh but because fast car oh, no lti buggies, i'm out yeah no lti i know i know uh but because uh is it swears jerkin i'm sorry if i didn't pronounce your name correctly if it disappears so but thank you for uh for following um yeah we're gonna yeah well you know what they gave him away with lti on this last one when they did this 10th celebration thing last that was the first time since they came out i think they went back and did a lti so we're gonna go ahead and give you guys another 15 seconds if you want to do exclamation buggy and then we're gonna do our and we will see who the is so uh, oh, for me, in yeah, in relation to this show, uh, again, I agree with you, Fast Cart, that, that presentation, even though it was only like maybe 12 or 15 minutes, it was a seller for me. When I saw that Connie come in and land, uh, and of course, we were hearing these rumors about no loading screens, that really, really stuck with me. Uh, so uh, in light of the year before this, we had gotten the announcement about No Man's Sky coming out and kind of hearing this competition going back and forth. I think at E3 in 2013, they made the announcement about that. Uh, but this one just blew me away. The realism just was amazing. And I thought the Connie was beautiful. Now when I look at the Connie, it's like, eh, it looked okay. But compared to now. Well, but back then, I know, back then it was amazing. I was amazed. No, no, no. I was going to say, the Connie Phoenix is still beautiful. Oh, the, yeah, it is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, all the Connies are great. I can't wait to see when the Taurus comes out, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people are waiting on the uh yeah when the taurus comes out we'll have the final con all right let's go ahead and roll it let's see who we get here for our winner and that person is rolling 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 sergeant stackus sarge sarge, sarge. congratulations sarge you are the winner i hope he's still here yes hit us in chat sarge let us know if you're still here and uh if he is i haven't seen anything yet but sarge if you're here you're the winner Let's see, let's see, let's see. We're going to give you another 15 seconds and see if he pops up. And if he doesn't pop up, 
Yeah, I'm looking for the last time he posted. Uh-oh, Sarge might have ducked out on us. He said the show's over with. I'm out of here. Let's see. He posted see around 20, 20 minutes ago. I know. Let this, me see if I see him morning. here. Oh, yes, he's still here. It says he's here. I'm looking at the list on stream chat. Sarge, if you're here, get us with a message. Get a tank up in chat. All right, we're going to count down. Give it to Nightbot. <laughs> Standard says give it to Nightbot. All right, we're going to count down. Five Sarge, four Sarge, three Sarge, two Sarge, one. Oh, no response from the Sarge. He probably went to go get. Uh, let's see if we can redo this again. Hope pops up before I do it. We'll again. Let's see what happens. Boom. Pramster, right Pramster, now. are you here? Pramster. Pramster. I think he just entered like two minutes ago. Diddy, Pramster, are you still here? Is this that beer costume? <laughs> Pramster. <laughs> Pramster, are you here? Pramster, if Pramster's here. Pramster. Uh-oh. Don't tell me Pramster's not here. Uh-oh. You see him in chat? Let's see. I gotta go look. <clears throat> yes. It says he's here. Pramster. Alright, Pramster. We're gonna do the countdown. Five, Pramster. Speak up, Pramster. Four, Pramster. Three, <laughs> Pramster. Two, Pramster. One, Pramster. Oh! Another one who does not respond. Oh, no. All right, we're going to do one more roll, gang. One more roll. Let's see. Here we go. Hitting the roll. Oh! Of all people, standard, standard dev, are you still here? Standard, let's see if you're here. Hit us with a message if you're here. Standard, standard, standard. And uh, he, he just, just said next name Montoya, ago. so he definitely should. I know. He just sent a message a second ago. There he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Standard. Standard, send me your email in the DM. Direct message me in Twitch your your email that you use for Star Citizen, and we will get. So, anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. It was a very long night, and. Uh, but we appreciate all of you guys being here, especially on Mother's Day. Once again, happy Mother's Day to all the people out there, those who follow us. We really appreciate you guys. If you're not following us, you really don't need it. Well, you can give it away if you want to give it away, Standard. Um, but thank you guys for hanging out with us, and we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week. Our show next week, we're going to have another special guest on. Uh, Shiver, who was here earlier, is going to be joining us uh, with Kimmy. And we're going to be doing a show on exploration and exploration ships. So you guys really, really want to be here next week. Really great conversation about that. And other than that, Fast Cart, anything you want to say before we go? Uh, you can listen to me on Miss Hart's 80s show on Tuesday, um, 8 p.m. Eastern until 10 p.m. Eastern. Convert that to no, your local time zone. Um, I have a flight to rhythm set. I haven't, I haven't submitted it yet, but there will be a flight to rhythm set. Um... Shiver has a BTM stream on Friday right around 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be on Captain Table next Saturday at around 6 p.m. Eastern. 
All right, yes, Mrs. Hearts. That's everything. Yeah, Mrs. Hearts be throwing the cuts down, so you all check them out for the 80s show. Her 80s show is really good. Unique, anything you want to share before you go? Uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody. I don't do a lot of these streams for, I'm very busy doing photography and videos and stuff. Uh, but you can catch me in game. I'm Akima Pliskin and uh, also known as Unique. So I hope to see you in the game. All right, gang. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG. We'll see you guys again next week. Thanks again for hanging out with us. And we are going to send this raid to somebody. Let's see raid today. Let's see. Happy Mother's Day. I forgot to say that myself. Let's see who we got. Then went over here to Thale Crow. I'm gonna go over to him. It looks like he might. All right, thank you guys again. We love you. Happy Mother's Day and love, peace, and soul. We'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>